93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, October 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Hurricane Michael slammed into the Florida panhandle with terrifying winds of 155 miles per hour Wednesday, splintering homes and submerging neighborhoods before continuing its destructive charge inland across the southeast. It was the most powerful hurricane to hit the continental U.S. in nearly 50 years. At least one death was reported by a falling tree. Uh, Submerged by abnormally warm waters from the Gulf of Mexico, the Category 4 storm crashed ashore in the early afternoon near Mexico Beach, a tourist town about midway along the Panhandle, a 200-mile stretch of white sand beach beach resorts, fishing towns, and military bases. Uh, After it ravaged the Panhandle, Michael barreled uh, into South Georgia as a Category 3 hurricane, the most powerful ever recorded for that part of the neighboring state. It later weakened to a Category 1 hurricane, and there were reports of spawn, uh, that it spawned possible tornadoes in central Georgia. As I was watching the footage yesterday, and, you know, they were really, I mean, they were covering it all over the place, and it, it looked bad, but I, I thought to myself, man, Florence looked so much worse as as it was hitting, you know, and they, they'd been touting this one as as cataclysmic, and, and even the reporters were out there, and you could see it was bad, but... They weren't well, faking like they couldn't get through right, the winds. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> well, well, people were no, writing. But, this was, I mean, but you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just to my eye, yeah, what you I saw. wasn't there, but what I was seeing seemed less than Florence. But did you see the aftermath of it? Yes. I mean, there's the, like, there yeah. were, uh, a friend of mine, her dad lives down there. She posted pictures um, that I guess her dad had sent her and uh, the building across the street from him, every single window, like it was like a six-story building, every window blown was out. blown out. All the cars were destroyed. The, a roof, you could see across the street, it was a two-story house. The roof was ripped off. You could literally see, like, the couch inside the house. Wow. Oh, man. There was a, a, a shot of a guy in his, the den of his home, four and a half feet of water. You know? Completely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Some, oh, my God. So in North Florida, Michael battered the shoreline with sideways rain, powerful gusts, and crashing waves, swamping streets and docks, flattening trees, shredding uh, awnings, and peeling away shingles. It set off transformer explosions and knocked out power to more than 388,000 homes and businesses. Damage in Panama City was extensive with uh, broken and uprooted trees and power lines down nearly everywhere. Roofs were peeled off and homes split open by fallen trees. Twisted street signs lay on the ground. Residents emerged in the early evening to assess the damage when rain stopped, but they said the skies were still overcast and it was still pretty windy. Governor Rick Scott announced soon after the powerful eye had swept inland uh, that aggressive search and rescue efforts would be underway as conditions allowed. He urged people to stay off the debris-littered roads. NASA says two astronauts from the U.S. and Russia are in good condition after an emergency landing following booster rocket failure minutes after launch. Ah! NASA astronaut Nick Haig and uh, Roscosmos Alexei Ochinin lifted off as scheduled at 2.40 Thursday from the Kazakhstan atop a, a booster rocket. They were to dock at the International Space Station six hours later, but the booster suffered engine failure minutes after the launch. NASA said it, ha- it has been informed by Russian space officials that the crew has made an emergency landing at an unspecified location in Kazakhstan and is in good condition. Search and rescue crews are heading to the landing site. Right, so this isn't the type of rocket that actually can make its own landing? No. Or? So okay. here's what they do, and I've, I've actually seen we're actually in a very fortunate place in the world, the United States, for, for space 
travel because of Florida and its proximity to the ocean and the rotation of the Earth. It's absolutely perfect. A lot of places around the world are not ideal for right. launch. Yes. So, and that includes this because of the way that the, the rotation, the direction that the Earth turns and the direction that you launch, we have a perfect abort area into the ocean. And that's why a, a lot of the capsules always landed in the water when they would return as well. But when you're when you're launching uh, where, where the the Russians launch, they have to do they have to to land on the ground, and so their capsule has a mechanism that when it is five meters above the ground, it fires off these booster rockets really fast, yes, and it causes it to abruptly stop, and then it then it hits the ground. So they they use a parachute. And then you'll see, if you ever see a, a capsule landing, yep. right, it looks like yep. an explosion. Yep. Yeah. And it's supposedly not very comfortable. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. But, and it's a little bit more dangerous in our landing, so they have to land that way. So right now, they're they're kind of searching for these guys. It, it's it's like when, when we do the water landing, too, there's, you know, like 20 square miles that they could land in because right. of the wind and all the and other the conditions. helicopters are out. And so they still yeah. got to go find these guys, especially on they didn't on do the board. water landing anymore. Well, when you're using the space shuttle, you don't do a water landing. No, okay, yeah. but things, but, but like this. the space shuttle doesn't exist anymore. So they're going up on these rockets to get mm-hmm. up to the International oh, wow. Space Station. I so. like the configuration. <clears throat> it's kind of cool of, of the Russian booster rockets, the way they have them. You know, the, the, yeah, the, the way base, they flare out of the, the bottom. Way they flare out. A yeah, they look bit. pretty it's, cool. It's very fifties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And rockets. you guys saw uh, maybe it was on Sunday night over L.A. that like weird celestial yes. like yes. blob that was kind of like. Hovering over the city, and it confused Christy Swanson. It, it confused a lot I of people her on Twitter. Okay, it confused a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Christy Swanson, star of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was confused by that casing. Right. So this uh, just in. Did uh, the news cover that? Did it they, did uh, not. Oh, okay. They should have. <laughs> but SpaceX, mm-hmm. I guess, had launched a, a rocket up there, and yes. one of the boosters had come off. So there were two like big lights in the sky with this. Light. It was kind of it was cool an looking. ethereal sort of haze yes. that was making it look like a glowing or here. Go, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. We're looking at video of that. So I had uh, I had a freak out moment and I told you guys about it. It was over the a week and it was several years ago. And it was uh, we were having a oh, yes, uh, a block party in my neighborhood. And me and one other person saw this bizarre thing in the sky. It looked like this lit up triangle that formed. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, did you just see that? <laughs> One yeah. other person saw it. Everybody else thought we were crazy. Yeah. I, and, of course, I'm half lit because it was a black party. Sure. Uh, a block, was, it was a block, under attack. A block party. So I went home and I called the only news source I knew. I called Matt O'Donnell. I'm like, dude, I just saw this thing. Uh-huh. What is this? And he said, let me call. I'll call the FAA. I'll sure. check for you. Yeah. And sure enough, they were doing some uh, a, a launch out of Virginia. That was like a test? And Well, it was yeah, it was a satellite going up or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay. And when leaving the atmosphere, some kind of thing happened that created this optical... And you saw it all yeah. the way from here. And I saw yeah. it, Is that dude. amazing? It, and it was yeah. large in the sky. That's what and the government wants you to see. So that's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, but that's what, that's kind of what this thing yeah. was. And Similar. it's... It kind of scared me. I, of course. For a moment. We're not I used to seeing crap like that. Thought it was an alien. And a, yeah. Not a tag, but Russell, maybe. Yeah. We are here for you. Yeah. It's where you find out that your dad's Kurt Russell president. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that place. would be so cool. It would be so cool. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Star-Lord. <laughs> There's that place down in Virginia called Wallops Flight Facility. I think we've been invited down there a couple of times to, because they, have, they launch uh, stuff for SpaceX there, and they launch, launch stuff. I think it's just supplies. 
that go to the space station. It's is it still cool. Okay, Wallops yeah. is the one in Virginia. Yeah, and every now and then, like if if it's a clear night and the conditions are right, you can see launches here from there. Yeah, yeah. we watched them like on our back deck. They yep. just, yeah, you know, go across the sky. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, I remember on our our phone, we we were watching the launch site yeah. live, and then you look towards us, you know, the east or whatever it may be, and then you can see the the so the cool. Going up. Yeah. It's really it's cool. So cool. Um, well, I and and I was in coordination with a guy uh, who. Work there or something like that. Right. I, I lost track of them, and I would love to get down there. The problem is the, there are these launch windows at very specific times, and sometimes yeah. they don't happen. Yeah. yeah, they cancel and they scrub them all there, the time. It was always this sort of uh, liability. You you know, years ago when people would go down to watch the shuttle launches, yeah, and uh, you'd show up and we delay, delay, delay. So oh, we're gonna go see it on Tuesday, and right? If you don't have enough vacation time, or you're, yeah. you know, you. you Every one usually has a constrained calendar. Yeah. So, what was it out in California? Did, did it was it SpaceX. was SpaceX. It oh, was, it was, it was, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. got you. Uh, yeah, so they are. So they said search and rescue crews are heading to the landing site to help these guys. Okay. Police charged a limousine service operator Wednesday with criminal, criminally negle- um, negligent homicide in the crash that killed 20 people while the man's lawyer said that he wasn't guilty and that police were rushing to judgment. Prestige limousine operator Nusman Hussein uh, was taken into custody Wednesday in a traffic stop on a highway near Albany, New York, State Police said. The company, which Hussein's father owns, has come under intense scrutiny since Saturday's crash outside Albany killed two pedestrians and 18 people in the super stretch limo. It was taking a group to a birthday bash. Prestigious vehicles have been cited with a roster of safety violations and state officials said the limo involved in the crash failed an inspection and was declared unserviceable on September 4th. The company's owner, Lee Kindlin, uh, said safety problems were fixed, though the state says that is not so. As Hussein awaited arraignment and police planned a news briefing on the case, Kindlin said the 28-year-old Hussein just handled marketing duties and phone calls while his father ran the company, though police say Hussein uh, is the operator. My client is not guilty. Kinlan told reporters gathered outside the state police headquarters, the police jumped the gun in charging him with any crime, he said. In sports this morning... The Flyers beat the Senators winning yeah. 7-4 last night in Ottawa. Right. Jake Voracek had two goals and three assists. And Scott Lawton also, Lawton also scored twice in the win. Sean Couturier, Robert Haig, and Claude Giroux also scored. And new goalie Calvin Pickard stopped 31 shots. The Flyers are back home this weekend and will face the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday. Game time is at 1 o'clock. The Flyers have a new tradition now after a win. Whoa. Last season they had the Ric Flair robe. This year, for some reason, I don't know what the story is, it's a helmet. It's this oversized motorcycle helmet, yeah. and Jake Forcheck is wearing it in a picture that they posted on their Twitter or their Instagram. That's oh, fantastic. Great. Uh, game time is at 1 o'clock. Oh. The uh, baseball playoffs will continue tomorrow night when the National League Championship Series begins in Milwaukee with the Brewers hosting the L.A. Dodgers in Game 1. The ALCS begins on Saturday in Boston when the Red Sox host the Houston Astros. The Eagles will look to end their two-game losing streak when they travel up the New Jersey Turnpike to play the New York Giants tonight at the Meadowlands. All four teams in the NFC East are under 500 with the Birds at 2-3 and three and the Giants at 1-4. and four. Kickoff tonight is at 8-20, and the Eagles are still the Super Bowl champions. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. So here we go with a lot of things for you once again today. We have birthday bucks, $1,000. Yep. We got a chance for you to win that. Let's see if you can do it. 
Eight o'clock is your first shot, and we'll do it five times today. So just uh, keep listening and uh, keep winning. Uh, we also have joining us in studio this morning a couple of guests. Gary Goldman is back in town. <laughs> Love Gary Goldman. Uh, yeah, he'll be at Helium uh, Comedy Club uh, tonight, and uh, he's also got shows Friday and Saturday. In fact, uh, three shows on Saturday. Yes. Really? Yeah. The middle, sh- the middle show wow. is actually sold out, so he's got okay. a five. Like a seven thirty and ten, but this, that, this that, is all new material, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all brand spanking new. So Gary will stop by, and uh, then at nine o'clock, Mr. M Night Shyamalan is stopping. Yes, uh, he'll be here to talk about Shyamalan, this awesome Halloween party. Uh, we're not going to be available, us personally, to go to it this year because we're going to be in London. But we've been there the past few years, and it's just for so the first cool. time. By the way, yeah. this was going to be the one I was going to go to <laughs> one year ago, almost exactly one year ago. I purchased. Um, yeah, I purchased my um, Halloween costume, my Shamoween costume, in anticipation of this year. Mm-hmm. This is before the planned trip to London ever took place. I was going to go as the Rocketeer. I have the whole thing. Oh, man. You know, I, I last year I did the same thing. I found an awesome costume, and at the end of Halloween season last year, it was on sale. So I bought it, yep. you know, thinking we're going to go to another got party. It, but... Got everything good to go. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm excited to go to London, I, but this is going to be my first Shamoween. I, I had to miss last year, too, because my oh, wife's charity gala... Remember, it was, was the, the, yeah, same, was same, the night. same night. Yeah, remember you cut off Samuel L. Jackson oh, I as remember. the host. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. I can't you know, you know what I said when when I realized we couldn't go. I was like, you know what? I think I need like a buffer year. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. this is good. I've this never is good been. For hey, listen, you're in Samuel Janet Jackson. <laughs> no, no, your intentions were proper because Sam was going to bail at the at a dollar amount on an auction, and he was just he's being a nice guy, he's yeah. being a celebrity, and you're like, hold on, we can get more money here. Hold on, yeah. shit, shut up. Yeah. Pretty much. We'll reminisce uh, oh, yeah, about that great. with uh, awesome. with night. No, he probably appreciated it. More money went yeah. to the uh, the foundation. So uh, we will have Knight stopping by today. And obviously, we got to talk about Mr. Glass, or yes. Glass, I should yeah, say, yeah. and uh, all the things that he has planned down the road. So uh, that and more on the way this morning. Um, we have postponed uh, tonight's uh, Cream the Scream stop because of the thunderstorms working their way into the area. So, the, the yeah, the remnants uh, of the, the, of, uh, the storm uh, down in the panhandle heading up here, huh. plus other things. Preston, they're describing the rain that's going to be occurring tonight as blinding. Yeah, so, so we figured <laughs> perhaps we should postpone it till next Thursday. Yeah, so that's what's going to happen. So just a heads up on that. Does what? that mean... I mean, the, the Eagles are playing in New York. Does that mean they're going to be playing? I don't I, I know. I hate that. I hate rainy football games. I, I just. Oh, I don't man. know what they're getting up there, but though the, the I heard the description offered a number of times as a blinding driving rain. This yeah, year. Uh, Marissa will be inside, though. Yeah, yes. that means it's a great time to come to uh, oh, yeah. Misconduct on JFK, uh, 18th and JFK, where we will be watching the game and giving away tickets to uh, a future Eagles game, courtesy of Bud Light. Well, that's your perfect solution then. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the Eagles-Cowboys game oh, uh, that sweet. I'd read yesterday, so you oh. should have tickets to that. Yeah. And then I'll be able to go to Bates next week. Excellent. Yeah! Alright, so these things and more coming up. Let's take a break, come back in a second. Entertainment report, stupid question. You know how these things work by now. If you don't and you're new to the show, we'll hang in there. We'll show you. We'll give you a little, we'll give you a tutorial this morning. Be back in a second. Stay with us. 
This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Adam Conver of uh, True TV's Adam Ruins Everything. And that will be at North 7th, formerly the Electric Factory, on Saturday, December 1st. Question that I have for you this morning. In the movie Thelma and Louise, uh, what model car did they drive? Oh, yes. 215-263-WMMR. Iconic car. Convertible. What type of car was that? 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the answer. Uh, gonna go through, you know what? Before I go through the birthdays, uh, before we even did news, I started laughing. Yeah, what I had, was that I, had, about? I had to compose myself in case Kathy was gonna lead with a uh, with a with a, a bad story. Right, right, right. I had glanced down, and we get these sheets that are given to us uh, daily, uh, and uh, just information about the show and what's going on. And sometimes it's a new Daily Rush video, right? And the oh. new Rush is dude Daily Rush video is called Unbutterable. It's a great picture. Have you seen the picture, Kathy? No, no, I so, know. We took it yesterday. I didn't see it. It's hilarious. You look great. It's like you do look great. Yeah, it's like, like a, a movie poster, mm-hmm. and this Where? is this is it right. <laughs> look at it, Kath. Look at how real <laughs> your emotion looks. We're in yeah. a field somewhere. I love that. They're they're in a field, and Casey is looks depressed and 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 afraid and scared, and Kathy looks concerned, very concerned. And it is and and it's littered with the Golden Globe. It says Golden Globe winner, Best Actress, Kathy Romano, yes! and it's got the official logo there. Yes. Oh, yeah. of the Golden Globe, and uh, it says. Oh my God, that's funny. Uh, uh, Nick Murphy I, put that together. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. It's hilarious, man. Uh, this is and uh, this. The reviews are astonishing and uplifting. True story. <laughs> Warm and witty, not to be missed. Uh, simply marvelous. <laughs> the U.S. number one film sensation. It is brilliant. It's Nick so Murphy. Good. He's and, right there. And, and, your, and your crew are incredible. It is just so funny. So take a look at it today. Online on PrestonSteve.com. I thought the same thing, though. That first off, you, you obviously you look you you're an attractive you woman, Kathy, but, yeah. you, but you look very concerned. Yeah, and it's uh, you're acting in your picture. It's awesome. <laughs> your lips look great, yeah. Kathy. Oh, thank what you. What a great wow, picture. So many compliments. <laughs> I think Nick Murphy uh, photoshopped it. <laughs> <laughs> <Touchstone> right. pictures. <laughs> Uh, so if you get a chance, watch the Daily Rush video. Okay, birthdays today, while we're waiting for the answer to the super question, uh, include Michelle Trachtenberg. Yes. Bob, you were just mentioning Bobby the Vampire yes. this morning. Uh, who is it? For, you were, Chrissy Swanson is who you said earlier? From the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, it was uh, 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 Sarah Michelle Gellar, as yep. she pronounces it. Oh. Does she really say yeah. Gellar? That's my understanding. Mm. And uh, so she was on that show, and she was also on that um, 
the, the kids over in Europe movie. Do you remember that? The oh, movie? Euro Trip. Euro Trip. Yeah, right. she was hot in that. She looked very good. Uh, so she, she makes out with her brother accidentally. She's thirty three today. Uh, Emily De Chanel. Yes, uh, from Bones is uh, forty two. It's Bones. Bones. I work on Bones. Uh, we also have uh, Stephen Moyer, the actor from yes. uh, True Blood and The Gifted, husband of Anna Paquin. Right. Uh, is 49 today. Jane Krakowski. Love her. I've always had a thing for her. Uh, National Lampoon Vacation. She go way back to that when she was a kid, but uh, she had success with uh, Ally McBeal. And now she does the Sonic TV commercials. Mm-hmm. She does. I like the guys, and I like the fact, so she does it with her Kimmy Schmidt co-star. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's good. But they're cute. Uh, yeah, they're cute. I'm curious if they're just going to hand it over to them and not not have the guys anymore. The guys, the guys are very good. The guys are great. In fact, they're they're a little bit better comedically, yeah. but they, they they're fun. Yeah. So uh, Jane turns the big five zero today. She's lovely, lovely girl. Lovely girl. She's turning five zero. She does commercials for orange juice. Uh, Luke. Perry also has his birthday today. I loved him. Uh, mm-hmm. Driving up the coast. Yeah. You hate him now. What's yeah. That? He's yeah. on Riverdale now. No, he's okay. oh, is he on Riverdale? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I stopped watching it, but um, no, I just I mean back in the day in nine hundred two and zero case, I, he was like you know. Kathy's Archie's father on Riverdale. Okay. Uh, he is fifty two years old today. Hey, so he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. Yes, he was That's the right. movie. That's right. So was Pee Wee Herman. Uh, what's that? Yeah, Pee Wee Herman was in Buffy the Vampire okay. Slayer. Uh, you mean all right, all right, Paul Rubens. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Joan Cusack Love her uh, Has her birthday today as well uh, And she's been in loads of movies Goes back to the uh, uh, Sixteen Candles And, and you know she, Her and her brother were both in that movie Absolutely Small roles She was in that movie My Bodyguard too You remember she, was she, You're yeah, right yeah, She yeah. was She I was a friend in school Yeah, yeah. She Oh was, man She was on the first uh, four or five seasons of Shameless And uh, her character on Shameless Is this sex fiend who is very much into toys and... But she's very nerdy also. It, it, I wow. mean, she plays Joan Cusack, but she's a full-on sex addict. Okay. And, and it's a hilarious juxtaposition of the two characters. When I think of Joan Cusack and I think of what I believe her to be like the principal in School of Rock. Yes. Okay. Uh, she's you know, great. Big Stevie Nicks fan. Yeah, the whole, yeah. She is great in that. And yeah. uh, the voice of Jessie from uh, Toy Story. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. yeah. We had her on the show, and she was awesome. Very sweet. She's 56 today. Uh, local fella, David Morris. Wow. Great actor. Uh, uh, one of our co-acting. Yes. Uh, Preston, of course, we were in the movie with him. Mechanic. Uh, we were in that uh, with him. We th- we're they- in the beginning of the movie. We're the first voices you hear. I mean, honestly, if you're trying to sink the hook in a movie, you put your strong stuff up front. <laughs> hey, did I, get a, uh, did I get a credit as well as a uh, sound engineer? Because... I and sound editor because I edited did that break and I, I emailed know. it to them. I don't know. Did, didn't you get an Oscar for that? I did not. But oh, for uh, Unbutterable, no, Lucas Films. That's his... right. He got a Golden Globe for Unbutterable. That's no, right. I didn't. I mean, I well, was Kathy just did. outshone by Kathy Romano. I, I think my performance is pretty damn good, but yeah. Kathy's was just so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, David Morse uh, still lives in the area and a uh, very nice, very quiet guy. Countless uh, films. 12 Monkeys, Contact, The Green Mile, St. Elsewhere, he goes back television-wise. Uh, Hack was his show for a bit. I don't want to brag, uh, but 
he and I go to the same foot doctor. Really? <laughs> and Kathy, where you go to the he same was, gym? Yeah, we yeah. used to go to the same gym. I play golf at the same club that he <laughs> plays at. So we're like I used to eat at the same Panera as Terrence Howard. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right, Marissa. Hold on. She's got something. His daughter went to the same school I went to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Nick, you're the only uh, one left out. Oh, no, I, I used to go to this something. place called St. Malachy's. They have this Irish music festival, and uh, and it was fantastic. He played a priest, and, and I've said this a few times, but it's a, a, a great book and a movie called Diary of a City Priest. It's about this Philadelphia priest, and uh, I can't recommend it more highly. So same church. You know what? He, I, I, has he ever been in a Shyamalan film? Because he would be perfect <clears throat> for yeah. any one of those movies. Wow, Maybe that's a good question. That I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, David Morris celebrating his 65th birthday today. So if you see him today, tell him Preston and Steve said happy yeah. birthday. Yes, please. He'll run away. The last birthday uh, we've had in the studio on a few occasions, Artie Lang uh, yes. celebrates his birthday. He's uh, 51 years old today, still uh, working was, on keeping his life together. I was a fan of Artie Lang's uh, from Mad TV, and then he did uh, he did the he, he got together with uh, Norm Macdonald and uh, Dirty Work, yeah. right? Yes, and uh, very funny, and 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 on to Howard, obviously. Uh, 51 years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, what is the car? That uh, the ladies drive in the movie Thelma and Louise, 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Fran. Hey, Fran. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, oh! Fran. Appreciate it. So what kind of car do they drive off the cliff? It's a Thunderbird. Yeah, it's Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> Fran, we got a uh, prize for you. We have a pair Fran. of tickets. <laughs> to see... <laughs> Adam Conover of True TV's Adam Ruins Everything at North 7th, formerly Electric Factory, on Saturday, December 1st. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. So congratulations, Fran. Fran. All right. <laughs> hey, that was good, Casey. Yeah. I like it. All right, entertainment stories. Let's get into it. After finalizing her divorce from Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner is officially back in the dating game. Oh. Uh, the star has I been... I said so. Remember yesterday? Yeah, you said she had a boyfriend. I don't know if she does or not. And maybe, you know, you can't trust tabloids. That's what I'm starting to learn. The star has been notably uh, reticent about dating again, especially when compared to Affleck, who just in the past year had uh, two well-documented flings. One was Saturday Night Live producer Lindsay. Check out! Thank you. And another one with Playboy model Shauna Sexton. Now, broke up with Sexton on that fishing trip, right? Yeah, right? That's the word. Well, the fish was too small. Fish was too small. You call it a fish! Yeah. I mean, you know, here she is. She thinks she's being supportive. Like, I put on hip waders. I held that gross thing in my hand! Yep, and it's nothing. Supposedly. We'll see if that's legit or not. Uh, so this is according to a source. Uh, Jen has been wanting to move on, and now when the divorce is finalized, she finally can. Uh, she has had no choice but to be patient since Ben needed to finish his rehab treatment, but she was ready to sign the papers. She famously staged the intervention with Affleck and got him enrolled in rehab for a third time, of course. That's a good person who would do that. Uh, this source says Jen doesn't want to be single for the rest of her life, so she is open to dating. She has been on dates, but it seems she isn't serious about a guy. As always, she is mostly focused on her kids and her job. Uh, Meanwhile, her baby food company called Once Upon a Farm has snagged a $20 million investment from Cavu Venture Partners. So she's starting to uh, get a little bit of uh, side action going there as far as money. A lot of these actresses are going this way. These cottage industries. Hey, good for her. Absolutely. Uh, Proving once again that Hollywood isn't all glam and glitz extras. 
on The Joker, the film, got locked in a subway train car for hours, and after getting no response to their request for a bathroom break, several were uh, forced to pee between the cars, according to TMZ. Ah. So they had to get out and do that. I wonder how that movie's going. All these stills you're seeing from the set are very interesting. I saw a quote-unquote trailer for it, I guess, where he's just kind of walking around. There's no dialogue. Did you see that one? I saw one where I've seen a lot of footage. He's Uh, smoking and walking Yes, that I have seen, yeah. Comes up to a guy dressed like a clown. And then smiles. And and there's nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. Nothing out of it. I thought it was an interesting approach at a trailer. It makes you, I mean, you see this guy is not... A villainous. He just looks like an average guy walking around, kind of a geeky guy walking around. Right. Um, so they're being very unique with their marketing so far, but they got a ways to go. Uh, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix is the latest film reincarnation of the Batman character. This version takes place in the 80s with Phoenix taking on the role of a failed comic turned criminal. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild and Warner Brothers are reportedly looking into this incident about people having to pee in between the cars. Yeah, you shouldn't do that no. to your exes. You should provide bathrooms. Okay, so Owen Wilson reportedly welcomed his third child on Tuesday. Uh, this is Wilson's first girl. Now, it's a woman named uh, Varuni Vonsviritz. Sounds like a Mel Brooks villain. Uh, Varuni Vonsviritz uh, gave birth to Lila Aranya Wilson. Wow, Varuni Vonsviritz. Uh, according to multiple reports, she wow. shared... Her pregnancy visa uh, via an Instagram photo on, in June, but little is known about her relationship with Wilson. They were first uh, linked in 2014. So run these names by me again. All right. Uh, it's spelled V-A-R-U-N-I-E. Varuni. That's how I'd say it. Vongs Viritz. Varuni's Vongs Viritz. Varuni Vongs Viritz. That sounds like a mountain on Mars. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it. Oh, but here's a picture of Varuni Vongs Mars. Holy dear Lord. I mean, her name could be Fartqueef, and it would (laughs) not matter. Wow, she's a stunner, you Mm. would imagine. And look at the uh, the, uh, ab action on her. Uh, Yeah, she's in great shape. Uh, So That's By the way, Preston, in that picture, she's eight months pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they, I don't know, they've been linked since 2014. It says they were first linked, and I don't know what the story is as far as what their relationship is, if it's official or I don't know. Wow, Um, you've got abs. Wilson has two sons, Robert, who is seven, and Finn, who is four, from previous relationships, plural. Yes. Uh, You know he's the butterscotch bandit. He has not commented on the birth of the child or the status of his relationship with uh, Vong's Viritz. So, I don't know, but the word is that's another one of his children. So There you go. What's the kid's name? The newborn? Uh, It is Lila Aranya Wilson. Okay. I don't know if she's an actress or not, but here's a picture of her with Owen Wilson at uh, a premiere of Father Figures, which was that movie that came out last year. Okay. With uh, Ed Helms, right? Uh, I guess so, yeah. And uh, the the this photo on Instagram only has 85 likes. She's not like a, a overwhelmingly popular uh, model or anything like that on Instagram. I think she could be. Yeah. 4,800 followers. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, very beautiful, as you would have wow, had. Wow, you only have 4,800 followers. Uh, let's see. The sexual assault case against Harvey Weinstein is in danger of falling apart. How do you botch this one? After Manhattan prosecutors discovered evidence regarding one of his accusers that makes her encounter with the disgraced producer sound consensual. Mm. Uh, Lucia Evans previously claimed that Weinstein forced her excuse me, to perform oral on him in 2004. Evans is one of three women whose accusations are being used against Weinstein by Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr.'s office. 
One of Evans' prior employees turned over the written evidence that appeared to contradict her grand jury testimony. Uh, the, the evidence was found on a work computer, apparently. Uh, today, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice James Burke is expected to rule on whether to dismiss count five of the indictment that relates to Evans' Uh, sources tell the Post. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So. That's wild. Well, they're, they're, that's just one aspect of the multitude of cases he's facing. I think he's even facing um, investigation. Scotland Yard mm-hmm. is investigating him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, since being robbed at gunpoint in Paris two years ago, Kim Kardashian has downplayed her, her mega wealth, but she made an exception when she attended the 2018 Tiffany Blue Book collection, choosing to accessorize her revealing dress with statement diamond gear. Ooh, statement diamond gear. Including a <laughs> choker and several rings. Ooh. Now, she let social media and would-be baddies know that the pieces <clears throat> were merely borrowed. And, and that she had beefed up her security team for the evening. So she had uh, plenty of people standing by to take anybody out if they were going to try to steal from her. I think she still again. has it's a like... lawsuit pending with her Parisian security detail. Also, I wonder if this was like the first time she went out with, you know. Yeah. High-priced jewelry like that so. since then. I, I think so. I think she's she really had head to toe argentium. Been uh, playing that down, but now she's doing. Uh, uh, she's going back. I I doubt she'll do it often. Yeah. But, and she's going to have armed security with her. At oh the yeah. Time. Look at this picture. Doesn't she look like a wax figure? She does. Yeah. yeah. She really looks like a wax figure of herself, and not a good one. Uh, it's just she, she doesn't do it for me. No. No. Not no. anymore. No, not anymore. Yep. Hey, do you want to talk to the executive producer of the movie Mechanic? Yes. Yeah. The movie that uh, we were talking about. They the, want us back for the sequel? It's David Morris's birthday today, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the fact that Steve and I, in the beginning of the film, we recorded us uh, doing a radio show, and they used it in the beginning of the movie. And I acted, I was doing traffic. That's right. Yeah. We, had to, we had to step out what? of our... Yeah, Kathy, Are you traffic. Me? Yeah, they said, channel your Kathy. Get That's this guy on the phone. I want to see what uh, his deal is. And I said, I can't. My <laughs> testicles wow. aren't big enough. So Don is on the line. Hey, Don, how you doing hey sorry to bother you guys <laughs> okay <laughs> done uh, You're... Listen, uh, I'm, i listen to you every morning uh going to work and i heard this morning uh casey saying something about the mechanic movie i heard that it's steve morris's birthday by the way well no no dave, dave, morris. dave, dave morris. morris yeah sorry happy yeah. birthday dave yes um and i just wanted to let you know that you have a credit in the movie we do and preston and i yes you, it's as the Preston and Steve show. It's collectively for the whole show. Ah. For the whole show. And uh, you are very recognizable, and it's in the beginning of the movie. There's a fade-in yes. in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it's, we used the entire clip that uh, Casey had sent me. Uh, he and I went through some uh, extensive emails back and forth. But uh, you are very recognizable. You say... Uh, Philly in it, so it's yes. a very Philly movie. Yeah. And to begin with, you guys was fantastic. Yeah, Thank that you. was that was Corey Monteith's last film, wasn't it? it? Was yeah, yes, yes, it was. It was, and uh, that's very sad. And, and that uh, was sad. We were, we were a little, we were a little inundated when what happened happened. Yeah. Uh, we were a little inundated by people, and we had to kind of shut everything down and close all film and sure, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that off. To everybody. I remember yeah. that clearly. He was in the studio. Corey was in the studio with, uh, with David. David for yeah. that whole deal. Uh, so collectively, yep. Casey did receive a credit as a member of the Preston and Steve show. Yes, he did. And he did a wonderful job. He was a great person to deal with. Accepting Casey. Yeah. And Don, I'll never forget our time working on that uh, on that film together. Oh my was, God! Uh, yeah. Just the craft yeah. services alone, and the, the friendships we yeah. made yeah. for life. It yeah. was just <laughs> we did it well, right here. Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia collectively did a lot for us on that film. Uh, you know, the film society, everybody really pitched in. Um, we got a lot out of Philadelphia, you know, from the police to the train station, everything. You know, Preston. Uh, Preston's on the uh, the film, uh, uh, the Greater Philadelphia Film Office. I'm yeah. a board member. I know. I know that. Yeah, I know that. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we we did get a, we got a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, we couldn't have really done a movie without it. All uh, right. Nice. Well, we'll see you for the sequel. Don, do you have anything? You working you on anything uh, in the future? Not at the moment. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just, nice uh, work on that film, on and we appreciate the heads up, man. And thanks for listening too. Okay. You got it. Thank you, everybody. All Thank right. Take care, Don. We'll see you later. Accepting. It is a good movie. It is I can't good believe movie. you impersonated me. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. And no one could tell the difference. Nope. Mm-hmm. Except my voice was a little too high. Snort dort. <laughs> Snort dort. <laughs> Things seem to be out of hand at the wooden crustacean. <laughs> hey, we got a text from somebody who works at the uh, Whole Foods in Plymouth Meeting, and they slice meat for David Morse. What? Connection, so I want you to slice my meat, <laughs> but I have a specific way. <laughs> yes, Mr. Morse, <laughs> I want it laterally against the fat. He's an imposing guy, he's very tall and very, soft spoken. Yeah, soft spoken. He's, he's very soft spoken, he's very nice, but like he would that's pretty yeah, much what yeah. you would think if you saw him at Whole Foods, right? Yeah, <laughs> slice it correctly. <laughs> Where do you have your circus peanuts? <laughs> they make me Preston, you, I mean, I'm looking at you right now on, uh, you You do have a, uh, and you're beautiful. I have an IMDb because I yeah. did voiceover work for uh, television for a stretch there, so yeah, I do have some Well, you also have a credit as, uh, you know, on It's Always Sunny and mm-hmm. Trading Spaces. There's no picture. How do you, how do you put a Preston Elliott picture I have on, nothing uh, to do with that. I don't know. Maybe I'll send him one. Send him the Hummer pick that you guys trade back and forth. <laughs> God. I got that this morning, by the way. It's back on. Uh-huh. <laughs> A little war. All right, let, let me get to a couple other yeah, things. Yeah, we have things um, to do. Uh, this is sad to hear, if it is indeed the case, but this is the uh, the finding. Uh, Austin Power star Vern Troyer's death has been officially determined a suicide. <gasps> so, question wow, here: really? As I was reading this, uh, a suicide is the is the case that overall his lifestyle was self destructive, which led to a suicide, or is the suggestion that that night he purposefully drank? So much that because he was trying to kill himself. Well, here's what they called it. He died of alcohol intoxication, quote, in a suicidal manner. Okay. According to a report from the Los Angeles coroner's office that uh, Page Six received access to. I don't know, Steve. It sounds like he intentionally drank himself to death. But, uh, I mean, you know, uh, who knows? But uh, that is just horribly sad. We Horribly sad. The, the last time we had Vern Troyer in the studio... He was wonderful. Yeah, he, he was, was funny. fun. We were taking pictures. You know, he had he had been um, mercurial up to that. You know, there'd been interviews where'd be oh, okay, that wasn't so good. But the last time he seemed to be really having fun. Yeah, seemed to be good. We were t- yeah. It's so sad. Uh, he was uh, 49 years old, passed away on uh, April 21st, so it's sad to hear that. All right, well, here's a uh, a better story, at least somebody who's recovering. Uh, former talk show host Montel Williams says he'll never take another day for granted. Williams suffered a stroke in late May. Whoa. <clears throat> he sat down with people to discuss how his life has changed. He said, this gave me a wake-up call in a lot of ways. Uh, I used to be one of those overly intense uh, people, period. And I was flying three flights a week, cross-country, back here, over there, up there, down there. 
Uh, and I was always on the phone managing five businesses. He said, it's time to slow down a little bit. You have got to stop and smell the roses. Yes. Mac Davis told us. You do. So many years ago. No, he seems like one of those guys that would go, even though he's not on television anymore or doesn't, you know, he's not that high profile, he always seemed like one of those real kinetic guys. And, and well, now he's an advocate, right? Because he's, uh, yeah, he he's suffers from MS. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Um... Go with it. Uh, let's go with this. Here's some uh, money stuff. Even by the fat cat standards of media moguls, uh, Fox exec Rupert Murdoch is making bank per the Hollywood Reporter by selling most of his 21st century Fox to Walt Disney. He's picking up $8.8 billion. Holy hell. In his pocket, man. $8.8 billion. Ticketmaster CEO Michael Rapino, meanwhile, earned about uh, $70.6 million. While ousted uh, CBS CEO Les Moonves scored $69.3 million, but Murdoch made eight, almost $9 billion. Jeez. Murdoch has been in, you know, part of news for, for years and years and years. He was, I think it was originally with CBS. Okay. Yeah. He's 87 years old, by the way. Hey, uh, I'm surprised to see this. Shares in AMC Networks. Tumbled more than 10% this week as Wall Street tries to figure out what's going on with the network. The ratings for the ninth season premiere of Walking Dead were down 47% in total views, according to this report that I read. I don't even, uh, though, from what I, I understand, it's it, the highest, most viewed show on television. But I didn't watch it the night that it premiered, uh, and I think maybe that this is an indicator of that. The fact it's possible. I think, th- I think though, there is a rule governing if it's watched within 48 hours of its original airing, okay, well, that constitutes that. being watched yeah. live. Uh, well, let me ask if, uh, if uh, DVRing it means anything. It does. Yeah. Right. I would so, think that it does. Yeah, and they like, can tell when it's been DVR. They would count that yeah. as a, they as can? a view. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's interesting because uh, it's the biggest show on television. It has been well, quite a stretch. Well, Doug Benson was in here yesterday. We were talking about it, and, you know, and he's, it, it, the ratings are, are huge for the show. But, but uh, <sighs> it was a big episode, too. It was a, 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 a yeah, lot happened. Something big. There really, were really, really big deaths. Yeah. Yeah, and... It's interesting, though, they started to, and I don't, how can we talk about the show without spoiler alert stuff? But it, but if they... If there they, are zombies. If they start... Yeah. <laughs> if they start to go down that same path again with, uh, you know, Negan versus Rick, uh, come on, man. Let's go somewhere else. What, somewhere what, else. What it's, they, been, it's been a couple of years now. Let's go somewhere else. I will tell you what they're, what they're building to do, what it appears to be, is that it's now going to be the people that we've known and love as one unit yeah. are going to split. Yep. And come like back each other. And maybe like go against Avengers. each other. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, they're starting to lay the groundwork yes. for that. But, um, anyhow, but at a certain point, I know what you're saying, any show of this nature, you you run the risk of redundancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually almost ready for them to start uh, a cure. And, yeah, and yeah. Let's... Let's tie this. Thing I don't up. know how the graphic yeah. novel, you know, how how this story. Know I know it, there's a, there's a ton of story there, yep. mm-hmm. but uh, we'll, we'll see. It, it, the The premiere episode was really good, though. Uh, by the way, Goldman Sachs has downgraded downgraded to AMC to a sell from neutral and Guggenheim's. I don't know what that means. Oh man, you're yeah. you're speaking my language and now. Guggenheim's Michael Morris cut his twelve month price target from uh, to fifty eight dollars from sixty dollars. So that that's right, but all, it is a neutral. That's all stock yeah, stuff. Yeah. They okay. say that it's in risk of becoming grody to the max. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's already gagged him with the spoon. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is neutral like an 80s term that I don't remember? I have or? no idea. <laughs> Grody, Grody to, to the, the max. max. <laughs> That's already my favorite line of the day. Uh, it's only 7.05. By the way, we got another text from somebody uh, who... Um, uh, Knows where Pulsar is? No, David Morse. <laughs> No, David Moore said hi to them uh, at the uh, at Liberty One. Oh, there we no go. Way. You're in the club. Such a it's great guy. Let us see. Well, we, 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 we missed out. Who were we talking about? Who we wanted to? Uh, Avery Brooks. Somebody said they were going to try to get him to call on his birthday. But David Morse is uh, is he is he here today? Is he in Philadelphia? Yeah, probably. He lives in the well, area. Kathy, you yeah, hang Chuck out with him all the time. You spot him all the time at the gym. Here, here, here's another one. It says uh, three uh, three years ago, I went trick or treating with David Morse. What? I lived in the neighborhood uh, next to my best friend's house growing. Uh, wow. My next door neighbor. The, the punctuation's the, off, but yeah. So. House. Uh, every year he would bring his uh, kids to that neighborhood to uh, trick or treat, and we would always follow him and would essentially stalk him all night. So that's not really going trick or treating no. with yeah, David yeah. Morse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trailing him while he's trick or treating. That's like saying you commute to work with David Morse because yeah. you're on the Schuylkill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, sort of. Uh, I think our best lead is the deli meat guy. Yeah. I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, because who doesn't like the person that cuts fresh meat for them? I'm a big fan of deli meat. Yeah. All right, let's do, let's do the clips. Station 19 takes place just a few blocks away from uh, Seattle. <laughs> what, it, what just came in? Oh, Stop it. What? Sorry. The oh, now the, now okay. there's just dirty yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sexual. That didn't happen. There we go. I, it says I pegged David Morris last night, and then he tossed myself. Okay. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, no, that I... How do you, how do you know? I, I don't know believe that fact. one. Kathy and uh, David were working out yesterday. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Station 19 takes place just a few blocks away from Seattle Grace Hospital from Grey's Anatomy, so viewers see... Lots of recurring characters. Here, actor Jason George talks about his character's transition from doctor to firefighter. He's a bit of an adrenaline junkie. It's gotten him in trouble as a doctor. You know, cut a dude open with a clipboard, cut a woman open in the hallway. You know, he's got plenty of life experience. He's done a lot of things in his life, but he's the new firefighter. He's the, he's the rookie. Uh, it's fun playing somebody who's got the courage and confidence to start over. No, thanks. Uh, so, new episodes of Station 19 at uh, 9 o'clock on ABC tonight. Let's do the next clip. I Feel Bad is a new comedy on NBC that's been striking a chord with a lot of different people, particularly women. Uh, here, <coughs> excuse me, here the show star, uh, Sarayu Blue, talks about what makes the show feel so relatable. Oh, I think it's a very real representation. I mean, I think that's part of what makes the show so relatable. Just the diversity of humans, of ages, of backgrounds, and then on top of that, just sort of the working and juggling personal life, just trying to find a way to survive in this world. What the f***? <laughs> uh, I've watched this show. It's actually amusing. I believe Amy Poehler is the producer of it. Okay. And she is good, the uh, the lead we just heard talking. All right. And a uh, new episode of I Feel Bad comes out tonight, 930 on NBC. Uh, Press, yes. uh, on your INDB credit, it's, you know, things that you want to know about Preston Elliott. It says, knows location of Pulsar. No, it says, <laughs> once... This is good. Okay. Once met Amy Grant backstage. Oh my at a god! Yes. Are you serious? In what Steve Morrison has described as one of the greatest moments of Preston's <laughs> life. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's on there. Uh, hey. 
<laughs> what else is there? Uh, enjoys Knob Creek bourbon. That's true. Very good. Uh, has two sons, Parker and Carter. Wow. Wow, yes. this is old because they don't have Caroline. I, well, yes, She's they 11 do. 11 years old. His daughter, do. Caroline Marie, was born in April of 2007. Wow. Is that her middle name? Yeah, it is. Wow. Uh, wow. This is a little incorrect. Wow. But oh, a little Wilson right. Oh, okay, never mind. It's up in the no, air. No, go ahead. Uh, it says, uh, was born and raised in St. Louis, but has since moved to Philadelphia area where he currently lives. You're nah. here now? I was born in Tennessee. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And grew up in St. Louis. So. Is currently co-host with Steve Morrison of the highly rated Preston and Steve show on 93.3 WMR Philadelphia. About that crap. There it is. Is this interesting? I'm, I don't think I'm on there. Am I on there? Well, we'll have to find out. Right. But... Well, we, we do have to take a break. Oh, no, man. Jim Morrison's it's already 10 after 7, so uh, we'll find out. Uh, we have to take a break and come back, but M. Night Shyamalan's going to be here this morning, as well as our friend Gary Goldman, and Gary's doing a bunch of shows at Helium this week. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's doing three on Saturday alone. So we'll take a break, and uh, we'll also have a chance to win $1,000 coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us, all right? Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Very, uh, very fall-like, uh, you know, with a, with a kind of a... Shorter days and the changing of the leaves and this kind of moody feel and woodland creatures running around inside your house. Yes. <laughs> it's when they start to head inside for the yeah. warmth. I guess they And do. it's only 80 degrees outside. Uh, well, it, it happened to uh, to Nick last week, I think, right? Uh, on Sunday. So uh, my friend Matt came over with his son Luke and we were going, uh, all going to the NASCAR race together. We are heading down to Dover, which, by the way, was awesome. I didn't get a chance to tell you guys, but I had so much fun. I'd never been to that before. And so the four of us were getting ready to, to leave um, and uh, head from where I live down to Dover. And Steve, you know, it takes a little while getting down there. Just so, a bit. Yeah. But it, it was well worth it. It's so much fun. So we're getting ready, getting the car packed up and, and ready to head down. And uh, I had to get something out of my garage um and i go in and it smelled bad you know and, and I, like i look in the and there was um something that had fallen off the shelf in the garage and i i have uh, a relatively neat relatively empty garage so if, if something's out of place I, I notice it right away and the i look in the the trash can and the trash was spilled out all over the place so something had gotten in there and then i looked in the corner of the garage and there were two uh relatively large turds so I'm like, all right, well, those aren't mine. Those aren't mine. I I go to the bathroom yeah. like I'm supposed to, and uh, it was some kind of animal. So I, I I say to my friend Matt, I was like, dude, come here, take a look at this. We, you know, do, do you see anything? And we look in the trash can, and we're like, it, this, something's up. And I have a little attic in my garage, just a storage space. So uh, there's a ladder that goes up to that, and I go up, and I'm looking around, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I look in the corner. And there were two eyes looking right back at me. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was a raccoon. Wow. And it's during the day. And it was during the day. Run away. There's some uh, there's some insulation up in that part of the attic uh, of the garage. And so he was starting, or she was starting to make a little bit of a nest. And oh, you know man. Girl? I, I don't. I said okay. he or she. So uh, whatever. It had curlers and a tear. Well... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I did. I posted this video up on, on Instagram, and uh, and we, there's a link to it up on PrestonAndSteve.com too. So if you want to see the video of it, it's relatively brief. My son Dude, took the video of it. The thing came crawling down from the roof. <laughs> that uh, that it, took a while, Preston. It crawls down the side of the front of the garage. That's crazy. So that's the front of the garage where yeah. we originally found him was in the back right corner of the garage. So Matt is in one corner of the garage trying to chase him out with, with a broom and a, and a wiffle ball bat. And uh, then I had the bright idea of going to get the garden hose. So I go get the hose, and it, 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 while I'm getting the hose, he works his way from the back of the garage to the front of the garage, right, right around front. And Matt's using the broom and, and banging up against the ceiling and uh, and the wiffle ball bat. And then I go get the hose, 
and I start spraying him. And at that point, I start, I started to feel bad for the little guy. Yeah. Uh, yes, you know? I, I completely hear you. They, they they don't know. They don't. Know. And there's and you can't argue with the fact that they're cute. They got the little hands and the, yeah. It's you know they're they are adorable. But, but Matt is sort of poking at him with the broom handle yeah. and the baseball bat, trying to use both of them to try to yeah. chase him down and, and agitate him. And he started getting pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Uh-oh. he's doing that. <laughs> Yeah, and like yeah. slapping at him and 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 you know uh, you know biting at him, and at this point we're like we got to get this guy out it, of here. It's a danger. Well, yeah. Before before you finish the story, seeing this and and your description of of what you guys are using reminds me of two different movies where uh-huh. something gets in the house. Uh, there's one which is uh, the Great Outdoors. I, yes, I and then going. there's and then there's uh, the uh, Big Chill. <laughs> And both of them involve a bat in yeah, the inside yeah, yeah. the house, and and what everybody will improvise. Yes, a suit of armor of some sort, something to cover their body or yeah. their head up with. Yeah. The, and it, it either involves like a football helmet <laughs> or a hockey helmet and shoulder pads, or you grab a blanket and put it on you, or something to cover you. You're improvising your implements. Yes, and your armor. For yes. me, it was quick. I reached for the bra and pumps. <laughs> How'd that go? That it, it, you know, mm-hmm. I was able so. <laughs> to seduce the bat out of the house. Okay, we're looking at we're looking at video footage of uh, of the movie uh, uh, The Great Outdoors, and uh, Dan Aykroyd has a wastebasket on his head. He's taking a broom <laughs> and taped uh, a tennis racket to it, and he's put on a jacket and gloves. And John Candy has on a parka. And uh, he's taking a fishing net and a tennis racket. Tennis racket seems to be the The tennis racket, I was just going to say, that is the go-to. In the multiple times I've ejected bats from the house, Mm -hmm. I've employed two things. Either I have like a... um, like a welding glove, you know, like a picker glove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and then the tennis racket. Yeah. So what I will do is, but again, even bats, little bats are so cute. Sure. So, you, you know, and you try to get them. But when they're flying, though. Oh, my God. It freaks you out. Yeah. Yes. Well, you never know which direction they're going to go in. And they're so incredibly good at negotiating your apartment. Right. And to have a. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So for us, the weapons were the push broom, the uh, the wiffle ball bat, and the and the garden hose, mm-hmm. and, and a gravy boat. <laughs> no, didn't need that. Oh. Didn't get that far. But for uh, you know, for Matt and I, it was a little uh, daunting because you're trying to get this thing out of there, and he's starting to bite and and snap. And uh, but for the boys, it was the funniest thing that had happened in weeks. They they thought that this was hilarious. So Ben uh, is taking video with his phone, and and they were cracking up. So for them, it was highly entertaining. And then you know, I started spraying him, and that's when Preston, you see him climbing down on the outside of the garage. Okay, so it was the water out. that did it. It was the water that chased him away. So okay. if you ever have a raccoon in your home, uh, bring in the garden. Hose. Yeah. How do you think he got in? I don't know. I think maybe we left Posing it out. as a UPS man? No, I, I, I think either the garage door was left open overnight by accident or yeah. uh, there was a, a spot in the corner where something had chewed through. But it was it was it Just seemed too small of a hole for a raccoon. Make sure you're sure that up because they, yeah, they yeah. A, spot, oh, yeah. a space that you don't think they can get through, they can get Yo, through well, it. By and, the way. and a lot of a lot of people think that sometimes with with a, with a, with a dog door in the mm-hmm. back of the house or yeah, raccoons can come Wait through that as well. Steel wool. Yeah, yeah. So because they can't like chew through. That I've heard stuff. that too. Yeah, yeah. and interesting. You can and you can. It's malleable, and then you can shove it into where wherever the holes are. But I don't know yeah. if I need to call an exterminator at this point. I've checked the garage every day since. Okay. I haven't seen them come back. But that's why I get nervous about my kids when they leave the. They just don't. They don't know how to shut doors. They just don't know how to <laughs> shut doors. And and so no bastards. I, it, well, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I. I <laughs> Well, actually, that was my fault. I left my car door open, open all night last week. That was my own fault. But you just don't know how to shut. The door. I just yeah. don't know how to shut doors. Uh, it happens a lot. 
Um, now, when you when you had your hose, yeah, in the garage, were you concerned about getting anything wet? That, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was concerned about uh, the dousing the the insulation and, yeah. and, and pretty much well, anything some, else. And your rare Shoot, raccoon I'm, art collection, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe some drywall or something like that. But then I started spraying him, and he didn't come down right away. So that now he just looked like a wet, sad dog, you know, Aww. and he just looked looks so pathetic and, and angry. Yeah. You, you feel bad? I I yeah. saw a uh, animal control was at a house over. I guess it was in. Uh, um, Germantown, and there was a whole family of raccoons that they were getting out of a, a well outside of a basement, you know, one of those mm-hmm. window wells, and you feel bad for them, you know, and... Uh, they are adorable. They are adorable. Yeah, and they're just they're just animals. They're doing to, what yeah, they're doing. Trying to, to survive and thrive in this absolutely workaday world. Work world we live in. <laughs> I'm just a raccoon but standing I t- here. I tell you what, your 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 thought may change though if you had one come at you. Yes, you might not think they're so cute anymore. I've never had it happen. Well, when but he was, we've he was talked angry. about it. We've talked about yeah. stories of them like they they've killed dogs. They they they. Uh, I I remember I was and I've said this story on the air. I was in upstate New York. I was doing a comedy show and I was walking across the commons, and I thought these were large dogs running across the the, the grounds. And it was a whole bunch of raccoons, huge, yeah, huge. They can get big. Yeah, we were looking at a video just now. Nick had up. I, I guess it was on social media of uh, somebody, but they they literally were being the Pied Piper. They had a they had a flute. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they were leading a group, and they were. Big raccoons, man. But I guess they can be even trained as pets. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. and some people yeah. will domesticate them. Because so, of their hands, they can play the piano as well. Which right. Is, <laughs> uh, hang on, I want to go to, uh, I, I, I just love the improvised implements, the, the improvised yeah. weapons of Animal sorts. control, yeah. Uh, that people will use. And I'll go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Katie? So I was home by myself. This was probably in high school. So a good 10 years ago, and um, I heard a noise downstairs, and we have a very low basement down there. So I'm like, oh, crap, someone's in the house, and I'm by myself. This is fantastic. So I turn to look towards the basement door, and a bat comes flying at my face and then starts doing laps around my kitchen. So I ran and hid into my bedroom which has, like, a really good significant gap underneath. And I'm like, oh, crap, this thing's going to come and attack me. It's going to be, like, vampire. That's it. You're going to live. You're going to be the walking dead for the rest of your life, feeding on the blood of humans. Exactly. Yeah. So I I called my brother to come help me because he had just gone down the street to get a friend of his. And he's like, all right, hold on. I'll I'll be there in a second. So when he gets home, his friend, I hear screaming, and I'm like, Carlin, Carlin, can you help me? Can you help me? And he's like, yeah, 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 let me get it, let me get it. Where'd, I said, where'd my brother go? He went into the uh, garage to get some things. So I come out. His friend is swinging at the bat with a Gatorade bottle. Okay. That'll definitely work, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my brother has now a uh, base, or excuse me, a uh, bicycle helmet on, a jacket, <laughs> some gloves, and is carrying... <laughs> The back of a lawnmower that catches all the grass clippings. Oh my God! He's swinging that to try to catch the bat with the grass catcher from a lawnmower. Yes, and he's swinging that around, and grass clippings are flying everywhere now. You know, it doesn't hurt. It would not hurt you if you're prone to living in a house where this happens periodically. Get a butterfly net. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Never happened since then, and I think we eventually did catch it and throw it outside, but it was just fun to watch the grass go flying. I, <laughs> I definitely took pictures of them 
in their uh, bat fighting gear. But I love I love his getup. That's great. So a, a helmet and gloves seem to be the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the common item. Yeah. Oh, use. to protect your hands. Yeah. I have no hair, so Thanks, that's Katie. that's not an issue. I remember though catching Preston one time with the large gloves. I, I had the tiny bat in my hands. I'm like, okay, buddy. You made a mistake. I open up the screen door. I throw it out, and like a boomerang, it just went wham right, right back in the house. house. You son of a bitch! Oh my god! Uh, I will go to Jed next. Hi, uh, Jed. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good. What's up, Jed? So we had a raccoon that had taken up residence in my friend's garage, and they live out in the countryside, so it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And when we found it, it was us getting ready for having an afternoon of fun, and it turned into chasing a raccoon around the garage with a hockey stick <laughs> and a lacrosse stick, um, which we were younger, so it didn't work out as well as we thought, and his dad ended up having to get a have-a-heart trap to trap him. A what? A have-a-heart <laughs> trap, a humane oh, trap. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was confused by that. All right, now, what did you run to this? Was this the same day you were able to get your hands on one, or did this drag on for a couple of days? Dad actually owned the trap already, so oh. he, when he got home, it was you know you guys shouldn't chase the raccoon in the house, but you know, and so then it was. Now, mom always said, "Don't go chasing the raccoon." Listen around to the what house. your father has to say. You boys shouldn't oh. chase the raccoons around the house. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. All right, so he, those words he, of wisdom. He had a trap that was specifically for that because of where they live. But you guys thought you would take a stab at it by grabbing the lacrosse stick and the hockey stick. Thought it was a good idea. Well, you know what? Yeah, no, there's there's nothing for you. You need something that has a wide, um, you know, a wide face. Like that's why a tennis racket works, and you can you can sort of push it against the wall if you're trying to be humane, right? But you also have to you want to get it out now. You yeah. want it out now. Yeah, we okay. This is this is a problem that needs to be dealt with right now. What's nearby, and then you just grab it and go. You know, there is I mean? something to of, of like listen, an animal the size of a raccoon in your house. Now, mind you, this was your garage. But yeah, it's not, it is not uncommon for them to get into that. And we have had many bizarre stories recently, Preston, where you've had the errant bear wander into someone's house. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, or, or the cougar. cougars. cougars. Yes, yes. It was just crazy. Kathy's mom had the um, the possum, the possum eating, eating, eating the cat food, eating, eating cat, cat food in the house, living and crapping all over the bathroom. And, yeah, and the is possum, that why? The possum was coming and going, right? It was like a, you know. I well, think Kathy, it, you it, said you first noticed an additional toothbrush in the holder. <laughs> no, you know what? I think it was coming and going from outside. So my parents had this deck, and I, they think that it was living under the deck. And okay. then somehow um, it got into the house. Once it got in, it was in there for about two weeks, my parents think, without them freaking knowing. There are services that will come in in a humane fashion, get the you know animal out. But I mean, they, listen, they're trying to do exactly what we we want the warmth. We want to get in where it's comfortable. I have uh, I've got plenty of of wooded area by where I live and farmland and stuff like that. I really don't see raccoons that much. I see foxes all the time, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think they are the same as as raccoons. They're very specific about where they want to be. As to you know, raccoons yeah. kind of scavenge a lot. You'd more, be surprised how really. many. And you know what I see in, in my neighborhood now, and I see there's one that'll occasionally dart through my backyard, a coyote. You told me yeah. about that. Yes. That's pretty wild. I haven't seen a coyote yeah. yet. Yeah, I don't think a, a fox would want to, um, you know, burrow in your garage at no. any point. You know, they, they right. probably would prefer to be outside. But when we, after I sprayed the raccoon and he ran ran out and he ran into the next door neighbor's yard and we saw him about three or four minutes later, he was walking around the next door neighbor's yard looking so defeated. I just uh, like, oh man. But like, it's always in a place. I know. And you leave his wallet in And the they'll garage? be fine. Yeah. yeah. Listen, buddy. Here, let me hook you up. Here's a here's a here's a twenty. Uh, but th- th- it's when you do- 
you're there in the in the sanctity of your home, right? You open up, say, like your spice cabinet, and oh, there's man. a burrow, and there was just yeah. trash. Every and some people are texting in, and I got this on on Instagram as well. But people call them trash pandas, like they're just the, they the are. Stink. Yeah. It was just, and, and it's if, nasty. They're a nuisance. Well, did you? If you don't, and, and I used to live in, in so Northport, Long Island, and dear God, did they have a, a runaway raccoon population? You had to put your garbage out. You had to bungee the lid on yeah. the top. You had to put weights on that, and even then it was a crap I mean, shoot. you remember the struggles that I had, the, yes. the whole raccoon saga yeah. years and years ago. <laughs> the story of a boy and his lifelong battle with the raccoons. Raccoon. Well- but, you know, if you recall, it wasn't just the raccoons. Like, I, you know, it, they were working in cahoots with the squirrels. The squirrels were <laughs> chewing through the lids of my, tra- of my trash can. So, so yeah. pictures, raccoons in cahoots with squirrels. So, wait a minute. Were the were the squirrels working for the raccoons, you I think? think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I have were, some work for you. Yeah. And they, I didn't have anywhere to put my trash cans. They They had to live outside, and then I, you know... Eventually, I had just gotten so tired because there was trash all over my yard, and it sucks. every night and it yeah, sucks. You have to clean it Picking up, picking up chicken bones and stuff like that. So from the raccoons, I, I uh, was able to secure like a, a little bit of an area in my shed, and I, I, that's my shed. That's not a trash can. You want a piece of me? I was getting, I was starting to get pissed, and um, you know now, even now, like so, I, I have. What about having the dog? Does that help? No, well, no, having a garage helps. Okay. So I actually, all of my trash cans and recycling bins actually stay in the garage. Until garage, until a garbage yeah. shed. That's what I, will, I do. I won't even put my trash out the night before. I do it the morning of because I don't want to. Because Preston, you know, if you don't leave your garbage cans in the garage, there's no way you can develop a maggot population. Oh, my God. <laughs> that happens every year. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go to, this sounds interesting. I'm going to go to Chris talking about having a critter in the house. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, when I was 20 years old, this was in the summertime in July, I had a call from my girlfriend. She said, get over to my apartment. There's a bat in my apartment. I got, you got to help me. So I put on a flannel shirt, jeans, boots, gloves, ski mask, the whole deal. I didn't want this bat getting on me. And I brought a, and I brought a fishing net to catch it. So I get over there. I walk up to the second floor. I turn the corner, and I hear, surprise, there's a 21st birthday. (laughs) And you showed up in your bat gear. That's awesome. That actually, that's perfect. I like that. That's a a good one. All right, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Were you you sort of on retainer with exes and and, uh, people in your life? If you, would you be, I, I was always the one that would call uh, I a lot of my friends have been you know women over the years, and I would I would get get the call. Can you come over and kill this or get this out of the house or whatever? Uh, it would it would it would happen no, fairly often. No, yeah. that didn't happen to me. Yeah, no, I had an ex girlfriend call me to pick her up from a one nighter one time. That was <gasps> it. There you go. No, Did you show up in flannel and uh, boots and a fishnet. Funny part about it is I was in bed with somebody else. Really? Oh, and did you go get her? <laughs> no. I'm with your mother. He's actually a famous hockey player. Yeah. Really? I hear him in the background. He's like, don't call that guy. Brendan oh. Shannon. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. He's one of the greats, actually. Uh, don't call him. Yeah, don't call that guy. Just like, Something. no, it's cool. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's another story for another time. For another time. So what did you do? Did you put the hose on him? <laughs> <laughs> Tennis racket? Hey, that's getting me wet, eh? Uh, let me go to, let's see here. I'm going to go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Morning. What's up, Rach? 
So anyway, what happened was there was a skunk that fell into our window well, which your your person who answered the phone had no idea what a window well was. <laughs> so anyway, the skunk fell into the window well, and my husband called the game warden to find out how you get a skunk out of a window well. Well, it was astronomical cost to get the skunk out. So he decided he was going to devise his own way to get the skunk out. And he took a piece of wood and he covered it with carpeting because skunks don't know how to jump. So he, the skunk would eventually, I guess, you know, crawl out on his way out. Yes. So mm-hmm. the skunk was laying at the bottom of the window well, and I thought, oh, my God, this is so sad. He's going to starve in there. So I looked up on the Internet, what do skunk like to eat? And they like to eat apples. So I cut up an apple, and I threw an apple down there. Needless to say, my husband was, like, furious with me. Well, eventually the skunk did get out, but then what's happened since then is my dog goes out back, and she's been skunked twice. Oh, uh, it's been betrayed by the skunk twice. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you, your phone yeah. connection is a little bad, so it's hard to understand you. But All yeah, right. Thanks, skunks Rachel. are a whole other issue because uh, they have reach. You don't have to be right next to them. Yeah. If they spray you, that spray oh, yeah. can travel a, a, a cover a distance, at least a couple yards. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up what she said about the window well though, because I have two, I have three window wells. Yeah, yeah. And I used to call it the graveyard because mice. Yeah, snakes. They get frogs. stuck in there. We get stuck down there, and I didn't realize it, and they die. Yeah, and I didn't want to put covers on them because it, it lets light into our basement. Sure. So did you get the the ones that allow light through? Yeah, I didn't want to do that All either. Right. So, but I did divide. But I but I felt bad because I was always down there. I'm going to pull sure, yeah, snakes yeah. and and you know mice and all that stuff, which is a pain in the ass getting them out of there because they don't want to be caught, even yeah. though you're trying to save them. So what I did is I got some uh, two by sixes. Okay, and, and I made little ramps. Huh. And, I, and I put them in there, and I actually took the time uh, to take something and to score the the wood, okay, so that they could actually have yeah, little, something to hold on to footholds. Wow, and it's worked. I, mean, got, I don't have any more. Does that work for the snakes and everything? I haven't seen a snake okay, yet. Okay, so um, it's using the wood, but uh, but definitely the mice and the frogs have been able to find their ways out. You should okay. put little signs down there. This way, little fella. I yeah. should. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I really should. <laughs> little billboards Arrows in case yeah. they don't read English. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Honestly, like a, make like a little an escalator, mini, a little mini Dunkin' Donuts. Down yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So some people t- were texting in, and uh, and I received a few comments on social media too that uh, suggested like motion uh, detecting um, uh, sprinklers or lighting oh. in places like that. Have you guys okay. ever tried that? I have. Okay, uh, we did. We actually had them in uh, in this place in Northport where I had such a trouble with the raccoons, with the raccoons, and it was. Um, uh, there was the lights would come on. They actually did work a bit, though. If you have a resolute animal. They're going to get in there regardless. And then eventually they're used to the lights coming on. Right, or and they right? put on a little show. Hello, my baby. <laughs> okay. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime girl. I, I didn't know they they made motion-activated sprinklers or something that yeah. will spray. Yes. Oh, they, they have pets. everything. Listen, I, I, I think I recommend it to you, Kathy, with your cats jumping up on the counter. They have a proximity. These proximity devices you set up on your counter, and uh, when the cat breaks the beam, it goes... Spray's hair, oh. and then the cat will freak and no jump. Yeah, yeah. Except my cat, who likes it. <laughs> that oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. The cat mm-hmm. turned around for a photo shoot with yeah. the hair blown. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, take my picture." Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder. I wonder if they might. And this sounds mean, but if you have a uh, a problem with a, a, a raccoons or something like that trying to get into your home, maybe something that that sprays like you know pepper spray or something like that that would actually really say don't come back right there, you right I mean? it, you have to almost teach a behavior you know to them and so it has to happen a couple of times 
Mm. And also, but with you, you have to make sure that the scent is diminished. Yeah. I think that a better option for you, Nick, would be to maybe bait the raccoon into your neighbor's yard. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like raccoon like, food all over the garage. Yes. Yeah. Some people uh, were saying grapes. That raccoons like grapes, and that's oh, dude, oh, you can they, throw those right over the fence. You know what raccoons like? They like food. Okay. So it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't had, matter. I had them eating goldfish crackers out of my hand. That's right. Um, remember, Robbie? Wait, you fed him out of your hand? I told you this story many times. We heard that. this story wait, thousands wait, 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 wait. of times. Yeah, but hang on. Was it while he was in a trap? No, 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 Dude, no. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, I was, uh, I was Didn't not. Didn't you? We were playing golf one time. That was during the day. And we saw that was a mangy looking like, thing. Dude, don't go near that thing. Yes. And here you are feeding this one by hand. Well, A, hypocrite. Uh, that, that time, Preston, I was dead sober. Uh, <laughs> B, okay. it was a mangy looking thing. And C, it was in the middle of the day. Okay. When I had this thing eating out of my hand, I had just gotten back from a wedding. It was late at night. I went okay. outside. You were feeling good. Yeah. And, and we had developed, like, it was a quick bond. You had an understanding. How was the wedding? Yeah. I was like, man, it was a really good time. Do you want some goldfish? Do I know them? Do I, am I, is his family or is his friends? No, you don't know them. I, am, I have to say I'm a little peckish. I'd love to talk to you, but I'm not thinking straight. Hang on. Can I you some, hook me up? Yeah, I got some goldfish. You want some goldfish? Oh, bingo. Okay, hang on. I love it. Yeah, you go get those and I'll find us a place to sit. <laughs> Comes back, he's smoking a cigarette. Hey. And, God, yeah. look at that sky. What did I tell you? That, Delco. Those, Never leave in Delco. Those things are going to kill you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's my one thing, though, you know? Got to have a vice. Got to have a vice. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. <laughs> but this, taking a, a cool drag on a night like that. It's <laughs> just everything. Just everything to this little raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> smoking raccoon. <laughs> From Touchdown Pictures, the story of a friendship. <laughs> An interspecies friendship. <laughs> me. The raccoon in me. The raccoon in me. The raccoon. The raccoon. Oh, my. Starring Casey. Oh, dear Lord. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, wait. There was another call I was going to go to real quick. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, let me go to uh, let, me, let me go to Chico real quick. Hey, Chico, you're on the air. Good morning. What's the deal, bitches? Yeah. Yo, buddy. <laughs> All right, you have an interesting story. Do tell. Oh, man. Interesting story ain't the word. Uh, when I was younger, I had a girlfriend, and her dad was a prize coon hunting dog uh, kennel. He had a kennel that they would raise coon hunting dogs. Yeah. And uh, the one time the dad came across a coon, I mean, obviously, you know, that's what they do. They trap raccoons. And, right. Uh, they came across one that had some babies, so he decided to bring the one, the baby home to the daughter, and that was my girlfriend at the time, and sure enough, she kept it as a pet, and, uh... How, well, what kind of pet was it, Chico? Was it, was it, um, you know, good, and, and, uh, or, or was it a handful? Oh, it was, it was a handful. I mean, it, it was cool when it was little, and, and like, their hands feel funny, yeah. like leathery, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and they would do little things, but, uh, she went... She called it, his name was Snickers. 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 <laughs> it, was, it loves Snicker bars. Oh, I mean, Snickers. Snickers. I thought, Snickers. Yeah. Snicker bars. Okay. And then what the problem what happened was long I love the Snickers. <laughs> yeah, you bring me my Snickers. Uh, hey, Chico, was, hook a brother up with some Snickers. <laughs> yeah, hey, Chico, bring me a Snickers. <laughs> Chico, over there by the TV, there's a bag full of Snickers. <laughs> And just sashay over a moment, too. What's happening? Where are my cigarettes? After my little doobie. 
feel my nice leathery hand. Yeah, 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 I know. I'll use moisture. When it was little, it would crawl around her shoulders and, like, hang out in her hair and do all this crazy stuff. But as it got older, it just started doing what it wanted to do. And yes, you it's a wild, wild animal. animal. It's a teenager. You know how teenagers can be. Yeah. Did you ever, so everyone here was kind of thinking, did you ever look at its human-like hands and look at your junk and think, <laughs> Mm. Looks huge in that. Uh, they got some sharp nails, man. That thing oh, is yeah. true. Uh, true. I can clip them, dude. Yeah. Just depends on how many Snickers you're ready to give me. Yes. <laughs> you give me a fun-sized bag of Snickers, I'll bring you all the way to the end. You know what I'm saying? Leather hands and no leather hands. <laughs> The else are not. Steve, you got issues, bro. Uh, Thank you, Chico. Steve, you got issues. Chico just called you out. Chico bailed on his story. Nick ass. Wow. All right, well, Nick managed to get uh, the raccoon out of his uh, garage, but you recommend the hose as a way to do it if possible. The hose also works for uh, washing out the raccoon poop Ah. that was left behind. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I I felt bad spraying the poor little guy. No, you wanted to do it in a humane way. You could not have the animal in in the house like that. But the fact that you you did it and successfully got it out humanely is wonderful. Yep, all right. Uh, cool. Anyhow, let's uh, let's take ourselves a break. A reminder that in the next nine minutes, I'm supposed to give you a word. We'll see if we can get back in time for that. And that may be worth a thousand dollars. It's MMR's birthday bucks part two. We have a couple of great guests coming by this morning. Gary Goldman's going to be here. He's at Helium Comedy Club, and our very good friend, uh, Mr. M Night Shyamalan. Yes, uh, will be in the studio too. Do you want me to give away this? That's why you brought that. Or yeah, well, I got later? a few different things that you can give away. Whatever right. you want, man. Uh, you know what? Burt Kreischer is doing his Body Shots tour, and we are presenting this. It's not until March. It will be at the Keswick Theater, but how can you miss going to a Burt Kreischer show in yeah, Philadelphia? absolutely. Saturday, March 16th. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at AXS.com and noon at the box office. And there's a pre-sale Thursday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Password is BERT, B-E-R-T. We'll take caller number 10, and we will give you a pair of tickets to this event. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Throughout 2018, MMR celebrates 50 years rockin' Philly. Keep listening for special birthday events and special programming from our long, strange trip together. Every hour this weekend, we highlight 1983, the year MMR turned 15. It was the year Cabbage Patch Kids and Glowworms ruled the toy aisle while we saw the birth of the moonwalk and the finale of MASH on TV. At the movies, we went on vacation with the Griswolds for the first time and saw the last of Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. At MMR, the DJs had new music from these bands, Talking Heads, Def Leppard, The Police, David Bowie, Billy Idol, CZ Top, Ozzy Osbourne, U2, Kiss, and so many more from 1983, including the debut album from Metallica. Listen all weekend as we highlight another page from our scrapbook of shared musical memories. Sponsored by Winter Airport Parking, Philadelphia's premier airport parking service. WinterAirportParking.net. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that's rocked Philly for 50 amazing years. All right, we are set to do the Bizarre Files, so let's do that very thing right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Files. It is brought to you this morning by CF Logistics, LLC. And CF Logistics, LLC is expanding its fleet and looking for professional drivers to join their family-owned company. 
You can apply today at cflogisticsllc.com. That's cflogisticsllc.com. A father and son were drinking when a dispute arose, prompting the young man to bite his dad. He bit his dad. Where did he bite his dad? I don't really know. This uh, He also did some other things. As Pennsylvania police uh, <laughs> said, the 21-year-old son is now charged and accused of biting his father during a drunken domestic dispute in Luzerne County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they have any good restaurants in Luzerne County. <laughs> the suspect identified as Jason Radginski uh, bit, punched, and elbowed his father during a drunken fight at a Plymouth Township home over the weekend. Uh, Red Ginsky is also accused of grabbing an axe and using it to smash car windows and destroy a door of a home. Ah! He's on a rampage. <laughs> Red Ginsky then crashed his car. Police say Red Ginsky later told them that he and his father had been drinking when the dispute uh, began. This town needs a library. His uh, blood alcohol content was 0.217%, more than 2.5 <laughs> times uh, the legal limit for driving. Uh, no immediate word on the severity of the father's injuries, and there were no spec- specifics on the nature of the dispute that prompted the son to allegedly chomp down on his dad. But he decided to bite him. It seemed like a good idea. Well, we were just talking about raccoons. Uh-huh. You ever heard of zombie raccoons? I have. Oh. They have infiltrated Brooklyn's favorite dog oasis. At least two trash pandas have so far tested positive for canine distemper virus in Prospect Park, many miles and a river away from another outbreak in Central Park. The two infected raccoons have been euthanized, but still the Parks and Health Department ask visitors to keep their dogs on leashes lest the dogs pumble into the path of a distempered raccoon and mistakenly attempt to make friends. Now we have to stick a knife in their head to kill them, right? I think that's the yeah. only way to take them out. Only way to take them out. Uh, in Central Park, at least 176 raccoons have died from the disease since June, while three other zombie raccoon cases have popped up in the Bronx. A virus that attacks its host nervous system is what this distemper is. Oh, God. Uh, it also, uh, gastrointestinal and respiratory systems are attacked, eating away at motor skills and coordination. The symptoms resemble that, those of rabies and result in jerky, spasmodic movements as if the animal victims were in control, weren't in control of their bodies. And the zombie refers to the confused, occasionally aggressive state the animals often assume before death. That's horrible. The infected Central Park raccoons looked like they were circulating, wandering, having spasms, and some of the raccoons have a nasal discharge. They say it looks as if they're doing the electric slide. Probably does. Uh, Distemper affects uh, dogs as well. Uh, Also, foxes, wolves, coyotes, raccoons, skunks, mink, and ferrets, and has been reported in lions, tigers, leopards, and other wild cats, as well as seals. Okay, what's not affected? It's probably a shorter list. It's a good question. So watch out for the zombie raccoons if you happen to be heading into New York in the next few days. Uh, What started out as Halloween fun for a group in Nashville turned into real horror When a group says that they were approached by someone and unknowingly given a real knife, which was used to stab their friend. Yeah, police are investigating the stabbing. That's not how you trick or treat. Friday night outside of Nashville Nightmare, a popular Halloween attraction. Now, officers responded to the hospital reports of a stabbing victim. Police were told that the group and the friends were at the haunted house. While in line, they were approached by someone whom they thought was a character who worked at the haunted houses. This is my wife's biggest fear, is that at these things, like a real lunatic would go... Right? Yeah. Uh, The unknown person uh, asked a woman in the group if the victim was messing around with her. The woman told police that she was playing along and said yes. The unknown person then handed the woman a knife, which she thought was a prop knife, and said, well, here, stab him. 
Uh, police said the woman, only playing along and believing that it was a prop knife, oh man, stabbed the victim. And when the woman pulled back, she realized that there was blood on the knife and uh, uh, a hole in the victim's shirt and blood squirting from the victim's left oh, arm. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Uh, the woman told that police. That is diabolical. She didn't mean to hurt the victim. Two others were in the group with the woman and the victim. And Imagine if it was a gun. They corroborated the story about the prop knife. Medics responded and transferred the victim to be treated for his injuries. Uh, the person who walked up to the group is still unknown. They don't know who it was. There have been examples of those prop knives sticking, the ones that retract up into the handle. Yeah. But they're, they, the, the, the edges are blunt. They're yeah. not... But yeah, but if it's pointy, you can still at least puncture it. Yeah, but I maybe, guess. Maybe not be yeah, yeah. as bad, but, but yeah, you, you got to be careful with that stuff. Uh, a man who managed to damage a $300,000 sculpture said that he climbed it because he was bored. Uh, Hunter McDonald scaled a metal pole on the artwork, which is entitled Water Whirler, which sits on the waterfront in Wellington, New Zealand. He's water Whirler, huh? I think he, I'm going to climb this. He swung out over the water, but the stunt went wrong when the piece of art snapped and he plunged into the ocean. Ah! Crowds can be heard egging him on and then gasping as he dropped into the water and emerged with a bloody head. Uh, today, Hunter has apologized and admitted that he is likely to face the wrath of the law. He said, I started to perform some of my new uh, found gymnastic skills. Oh, he's got new found gymnastic yeah. skills. He said, one thing led to another. It seemed uh, I seemed to attract a bit of an audience, and I started to test the limits of the metal sculpture. He said, it's my day off. I was bored. <laughs> he said, it was a nice day. The pole itself has rungs, and an idiot like me, it looks like a ladder. Uh, there was, he puts up a strong defense. He said there wasn't a sign that says don't climb. Uh, the metal sculpture snapped and hit him on the head. Hunter says that he rose out of the water coughing and spluttering and managed to doggy paddle to the side. Uh, it was made by the late artist Len Lai. It cost $300,000 to make, but the installation in 2006 pushed the final bill to a million dollars. Holy hell. Oh He's apologized, saying that it is not his intent. It wasn't his intention to damage any property. How much is he liable for? They don't know yet. Uh, it's pro- it has to be insured. Yeah, they got to wait until a judge uh, takes a look at it and uh, <laughs> has uh, their say. Right, and then we'll do one last. I have a short story here. Uh, if you needed some nightmare fuel, here it is. Uh, a video, and I haven't seen the video yet. I've just read the description of it. Uh, at an ear, nose, and throat doctor's clinic in Lao Cai, Vietnam. This is already bad. Uh, shows the doctor pulling, quote, a strange creature out of a patient's nose. Okay. A strange creature out of a patient's nose, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor eventually completely removes the object, and it says it looks like a large leech. I'm, all right. <sighs> This is not something we need to bring up into the studio. Oh, you can put it up. I'll look. You don't need to look. They're coming out of the patient's nose. He looks a- like a huge snicker. Apparently, the patient and witness laugh with surprise once it's out. All right, let's take a look. Uh, oh so we're God. watching video oh, footage. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. This yeah. now. They've got uh, forceps up in this guy's nose. They have uh, a... Throw up a uh, Don't look. I'll watch and I'll report it to you. They have an object with a camera on it that they can stick up in there uh, to oh, see. And this guy's just like, he's whipping the dude's head around too. Yeah. The so dude is just, just sitting there. But looking up in his nose and uh, did he just take that it out of like his nose? It looked like he put his mouth. And put it in his mouth. Is that nose to mouth porn? I think he did it to to, to moisten the, uh, ah. the camera. Oh my God. He's oh, going he's, way up in this there. This is like a circus trick. Oh. oh. It's yeah. a raccoon. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. He's okay. He's starting to pull it out. And now, oh, my God. Ew. It is a huge leech. My God. It's alive. That it's alive. alive. Oh, How in the F did that get up in his nose? That's repulsive. That is. This oh, my God. I want to die. 
Um, How I, I'm angry at this guy for letting that thing in his skull, and he's and laughing, smiling, he's laughing. Oh, I'm sure he's a hit with the ladies, didn't he? Though, all right, so all right, that's what I have. Yes, he got a leech in his nose. In the <laughs> uh, the bizarre file for you this morning. Wow, that was really disturbing. All right, don't forget you have about uh, three and a half minutes uh, to get the word over to it. Enter it to, uh, of course, I'm talking about our birthday bucks yes. two contest to enter the word world. Uh, to WMMR through the WMMR mobile app or at WMMR.com, and you just might win $1,000. We've been doing this every day for weeks now. Why don't we get you on board for that? We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Our buddy Gary Goldman is scheduled to be here in a little bit. M. Night Shyamalan is stopping in as well to talk about Shyamalan, the Halloween party that you want to be a part of. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Whether social, hey, welcome in, or anti-social, hey, get out. Join your MMR pals on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Groovy photos, videos, and social commentary. Plus, we find them the perfect place to waste time during the company meetings. Hashtag MMR rocks. Uh, real quick, I'm going to do uh, a, a plug, and uh, to our next guest, we call these butt plugs. Uh, in case you didn't know that, we do shart outs and butt plugs. Just to break from the pack a little bit. And That's really vulgar. Isn't it, exactly. Though? And so this is for the uh, the Edgley Fire Company. These guys helped us out for the, with the Camp Out for Hunger uh, when we did the uh, Bucks Co. versus Delco with the hoses against yes. each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they <laughs> have the, uh, they're doing their fire prevention open house Friday night. And I have to apologize uh, to the Harleysville Fire Company because I f- it was theirs was I think last weekend and I forgot wow. to, I forgot to give it a someone's plug. house is burning down. I apologize. It's my community and I just I, I brain farted on that. So sorry, guys. Hopefully you had a great event. Uh, and so anyhow, um, Edgley's Fire Company is six o'clock Friday night. Food vendors, police canine demo, live fire demo, hot dog eating contest, all kinds of fun and frivolity for the family. It does sound like fun and frivolity. They're in Levittown, and details are posted on the community events page of WMMR.com. That is your butt plug. There you go. (laughs) Now we can welcome our next guest. (laughs) Lovely. We're happy to have him here. There's nothing to do with butt plugs at all. Not at all, no. But he's got a lot of shows at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Saturday, there's three. Oh yeah, we, we added a 5 p.m. That's awesome. Which, which is a, a great validation. Thank you, Philadelphia. It's, this, been, it's been a couple of years. Gary? This is Gary Goldman. Thank you. Hey, you give your official name. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been here. It I, has. I didn't realize it. It was so long. Ask me how long ago it was. How long ago was it? Last time I was here, I played the Spectrum. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's a reference. Hey, really <laughs> hey, I love cheesesteak and Rocky. <laughs> Veterans Stadium. <laughs> hey. You did your research. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You ever go into a town and get the uh, the landmark wrong as you're as you're uh, sucking no, up the audience? No, because I have to be honest with you. Unless it's a Philadelphia level city, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, right. I, I think it, unless yes. it's a huge band recognizing your hometown, yeah. I think it's disingenuous and yeah. pandering. Yeah. Hey, Seattle, how are you? I mean, Seattle's a big enough city where I should know something about Space them. Needle. Space Needle. And yeah, Sasquatch. Now defunct Supersonics, yeah. but yeah, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. What's the most obscure town you've ever played? Like a small podunk town that just it was so forgettable, but it somehow lodged its way into your brain. Gee whiz. For the first time this year, I'm going to Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. You've never played Des Moines? No, I never, never. played I've never wow. played Iowa. Wow. Yeah, there are a number of states I've never performed in. Idaho, the either of the Deco- Dakotas. Okay. And so I got a show in, in Des Moines, Iowa. You've been a stand-up for decades. 
Right? 25 years, October 8th, so, 1993 was how my does, first. Wow. How do you miss yeah. Ohio? Iowa. No. I'm Iowa. sorry, Iowa, yeah. Iowa. Yeah. I've performed in Ohio. Yeah. Iowa? Because it's a, it's a flyover state. <laughs> and I, I just don't know that I even have a single fan there. All right. This, this could be incredibly well, uncomfortable. Take us back to October 25th. Uh, October 8th, 1993. Uh, one, one of those days in October, yeah, 1993, I, that open mic night. Tell, take us back to that. I, I did just well enough to hook me for life. Okay. Yeah. Were, you, were you talked into it by some no, friends? No, no, no. Okay. I, I was talked into it by myself. I'd okay. wanted to do it since I was a little kid. and, and uh, You were a college and, athlete? And my, yes. But yeah. my, my mother was very encouraging. She said, you never make us laugh. That's <laughs> 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 just what you needed laugh. to hear. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Thanks, Mom. Mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's thrilled by this. How, when career. did that when did that switch get flicked from the uh, this is a horrible choice and you're des- you're going to be destitute and your life is over to, hey, you're successful? Uh, like six or seven years to the, the first time I did The Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. there you go. The yeah. Tonight Show itself wasn't a big enough sell? Um... I mean, she, she had to say. I mean, you, you at that moment when she because you've done every. Yeah. I think you you have the distinction of doing. Yeah, you've done, done every done single every late, late night, night show. show. Yeah. So so when I did the Tonight Show, I think that's when she realized things were okay were going well. All right. And, good. And much like Jay Leno, I never touch touch my Tonight Show money. <laughs> have you ever heard an interview with him? He always has to tell you, I, I never touch my Tonight Show money. <laughs> really? So, really? We really? had him on just a little while ago. How do you survive? It, it was all about cars. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, imagine that you have that kind of money that you never touch your Tonight Show money. Yeah, which which was probably like $30 million a year or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Yeah. I Not, yeah. not to, to keep going back to it, but that very first time that you yes. stepped up on stage. So I'm, I'm curious as to somebody who, who walks into that and tries it out for the first time is, and I guess there's a couple of different approaches. There's either, hey, guys. I'm doing this. I want you to come out and, yeah. and support me. Right. Well, you noise. needed six or, friends or you to needed get on stage. That's really? how they work. Open mic nights will work that way. You bring six people. Yeah, so. it, and that's it's it's sort of many clubs will have that restriction. So that's how they get an open mic night. They, I they, didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so that that's how they get an audience. For yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you yeah. got the I six. I wasn't sure if it was a sneak away. I'm going to go do this. No. Try it out, and if it's okay, I'll then I'll tell everybody. Okay. No, I I had to bring my friends and. They, they were incredibly supportive, and 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 it, it went it went well by by open mic standards, right. and, and it felt so good. I was I was hooked, and I just started doing bar shows, and it, it gets much worse before it gets better. But, I'll bet. it yeah. does, but yeah. and it's and that's really what distinguishes people who are meant for it, who can just yeah. pass. And I also think it's a good sign. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but. Sometimes, even if a show's bombing, you can still have fun. Like, you still enjoy, you're having fun. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you need a, a, a healthy level of delusion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. To, to even try it. Because, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so hard to get good at. And very few people are good at it right any, away. So Any yeah. stage time, when you're, when you're, uh, when oh you're no gosh, matter where yeah. it is, you, oh, yeah. sure, I'll be there. Yeah, I had, I had a friend who used to do, uh, he had a, a guitar and he would play at these uh, clubs and bars and things like that. And when he took a break, I would go on and try to wrangle the audience. <laughs> and they, they wouldn't even listen. But I, I was convinced that I needed to get on stage five times a week or I wouldn't get any better. And it, it just, I was yelling over these people. <laughs> it's horrible. What was, yeah. what, what, so here's something you can probably remember, because I remember yeah. it for me when I was doing stand-up. What was the worst most um, 
inappropriate booking you ever had where, where it's like, how could you possibly think stand-up would work here, but they booked me at? <laughs> I, I remember having to do shows in which the stage was so far from the bar that nobody even knew a comedy show was going on. So, I, <laughs> But but they had a, a wireless mic. And so I would go to the bar and, and entertain the people around the bar. You were just bar, walking around the bar? And it, w- and it was lunch. <laughs> it was oh, lunchtime. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, and they just hated me. They booked me to do a show at a place, and it was known as the place to go watch the hockey playoffs. And, <laughs> and it was oh, the hockey playoffs. Oh, my and I'm gosh. like, are you kidding me? We'll start the game once the show's over on the screens. Uh, are you insane? <laughs> but with the, the hockey playoffs, it, it lasts like six months. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's always like, the hockey right. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody <laughs> makes the hockey playoffs. Like, yeah. Last you're... year, the Texas Rangers made the hockey playoffs. <laughs> Do you remember what town you were in, Steve? I'm going to say Oyster Bay in okay. Long Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so... Billy the Kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> known as Oyster Bay, Long Island. I was just wondering who would have been in the playoffs at that time. And, uh, uh, yeah. You know. But it was wow. uh, it was nightmarish. But so here you are, all these and so all new material that you're you're touring with now. Yes, I'm I'm touring. I do I do between seventy five minutes and and ninety minutes of uh, material that isn't on any of my specials or on my my albums. So do, do you yeah. know we get the feedback and get it all the time when you come through and people go out to see the show. I mean they they know you're you're good and then they see your stand up and they. they and they're reminded of just how good you are. Oh wow! That's and it's really it's, nice it's, to it's hear. An, an effortless. It's smart stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. You know. Oh, that's like nice. Yeah. So it's it's Thank good. You. We always get a positive Thank feedback you. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Philadelphia is is. I, I was saying earlier. I used to always come the week before Christmas <laughs> because it was the, the yeah. Everybody else was more famous than me so i would get that that weekend and and slowly over the years i, I built an audience and and philadelphia outside of boston and new york is, is probably my my most ardent fan so oh that's I'm cool really, yeah i'm really grateful nice. in, in fact i um i attributed part of it to to you guys as well as todd glass's uh oh, todd, todd glass, glass really? yeah that yeah. and all the, yeah. the spectrum references <laughs> bring them in that does it that does it absolutely yeah so, think, th- so thank you for, for oh, having me on and our pleasure of course yeah. no matter how big i i get i i have to come back now yeah that's yes. it that's part of the pact yes. how big was uh, last comic standing for you in your career Oh, it gave me a, a career. Before yeah. that, I couldn't get any any road work. That's really? the first yeah. time I saw you. The yeah. first time I saw yeah. you was on Last yeah. Comic Standing. It, it, was it, you did you did two years? Yeah, two thousand four uh, and two thousand five, or two, maybe it was just all contained in two thousand four. But yeah, that 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 changed my my life significantly because I, I wasn't able to get any road work. I opened for some friends. And yeah, you, you make not enough money to really survive, and then I had I had. I had sold a couple of pilots, so that's how I was I was getting by. Right, but but before that, I couldn't get any any road work. So and that, yeah, John, that, was, that was really helpful. John Heffron, was that the same? Yeah, he was the winner that year. Yeah, but but Todd Glass and I became lifelong friends. So yeah. you didn't know him before that, or I, I knew him knew a little bit. Him? He had he had done the the warm up for for a special I did, and and I, I fell from the the day I, I met him. He was so much fun. His stand up was funny, and then off stage we we were hanging out sitting there my mother had also come out to LA to to come to the special and she was she was talking to the late Patrice O'Neill I remember this oh. and and 
because he's from Boston too, and they were going back and forth. And my my mother's very charming and talkative. And Todd Glass said to me, he says, Gullman, is that your mother? I said, yes, and real proud. And he goes, tell her to pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Taste- that's, that's, that's very Todd yeah. Glass. Tasting yeah. comedians is like tasting music. I mean, you know, not everybody is for everybody. And, right. and, and, and Todd turns some people off. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Fools. I know. And and part of the re- and I'm a fan, but if you don't like him, that you know, it's your, whatever your choice is, it's fine. But I think people don't give uh, Todd enough credit for being as smart as he is. Oh, he's brilliant. And, and his Netflix so special quick. was great. It, it, it's it's really quick. He's a good writer, and um, and I just I I love him for how smart he is. But you're 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 similar in a way. You're you're both very self aware, so very self deprecating, <laughs> uh, and that's part of the deal. And, that, yeah. that, that's and we a love charm. being silly as well, right? Which, yeah. which helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that to me, that's my favorite kind of person. Someone who's who's self-deprecating, who's got the chops but never, you know, hey, what, what if you enjoy it, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but you've had, I mean, it, listen, you can't take the stage if you're not at least confident in some level with your capabilities. Right. But, but I think self-deprecating is more just just honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. a lot of cases. Like, yeah. like we're so imperfect. Yeah. And, well, and most of us are such a mess. Yeah. And to, and to ignore that is... Is to uh, invalidate the people in the audience who are also feeling, <laughs> going to the same, feeling, yeah, you know, relying yeah, on totally. you to, yeah. to give voice to their uh, yes. their deal, yeah. And, and it's such a relief when somebody else makes fun of themselves. Yeah, it it makes me feel so much better. Like like growing up in the in the eighties, the big thing was to be a man's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't show any kind of weakness and everything like right. that. And whenever I heard so, oh, this guy's a man's man. Oh, he'll be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I it wasn't until I learned the art of ripping on yourself yes. a little bit that I was yes. I've, I've become happier. It's yes. liberating. It is liberating, liberating. To point and then out other people flaws. feel comfortable yeah. pointing out their own flaws. You're not putting on airs. Yes. It, to me it's it's the quickest point of of accessibility to someone. Yeah, you know, uh, Letterman yes. for years. Letterman, Letterman's initial charm was always berating his own show. You know, yes, and that's, yes. and the great thing with with you know, and your your show is great. You you and you're hilarious. You're you're a different approach. The funny thing with Todd is that he has a running commentary on how bad his show is throughout. <laughs> <the> yes, <laughs> it's like, I know. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it. it's it's incredible. So, and, how long did it take? Do you think uh, for you to find your voice on stage? Because I, I do think that your your act is uh, very, very unique. And wow. yeah, no, it is. And, and and so, but but how long do you think it took for you to be comfortable with your approach as the way it is now? Uh, at least five or six years. Yeah. I, I I think till till I. I guess you always want to go into something trying to like writing a book or or making an album where you'd like to. Yeah. Listen to it or read it, and, and that's the way I went with, with comedy. And it, what was the persona took- that that you? tried and didn't go with because i think everyone oh, I, just, sort of- I just i i was so influenced by and and not many people know this show but there was a show called get a life in yeah. the early 90s with chris elliott i love sure. that oh my show gosh. that so you you had I connect almost immediately with people who love that show i love both versions I, of it because they had one where he was with his parents his yes, actual dad yes. was his dad and then one where he lived with brian doyle murray and that yeah. had i would argue one of the funniest episodes of television ever when he brought an et like character yes. into the house Spewy, yes, yes, Spewy? and Spewy yes. was not char- was constantly vomiting this yes. goo. Yes, it was supposed to be like ET, but he was a miserable, <laughs> disgusting animal. And Spewy, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember what Spewy stood stood for? What? All right, special person entering world, 
I don't know, egg yolk? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he said. Do you remember how it ends? He couldn't. They eat him. They eat him. And he kept regenerating. But but he couldn't come up with a perfect name, so he just ended it with egg yolk. And egg he yolk. would always start punching them. I mean, yes. you have to see this thing. Oh, it, it just, was violent. He'd just start beating yes. If you guys could find yes. this. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The video. Oh, Spewy. my God. Oh, this is incredible. Yeah, Chris Elliott is wow. underrated. He's, he's such a oh brilliant physical oh and... Everything. Okay, he's so, just so funny. We're watching this creature jump up and down on Chris Elliott, and and he's vomiting what looks like <laughs> an ink type substance all over his face. I I remember this show. I didn't watch it regularly, and I certainly don't remember this. Uh, the part. only I, I have them all on I have them all on DVD. Me too. Yes. Yeah, right. Funny. Yeah, I, they're so goddamn funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The only but the, episode if you I look remember. at the writers, like Charlie Kaufman was a writer and Bob Odenkirk. These are oh, these yeah. are top level. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, so he did build a submarine in his bathroom, right? Yes, there, yes, yes. An and, and he got into it with his father. He had waited 30 years for its delivery. <laughs> Pe- there were people, again, you want to talk about people not not getting it, and a lot of people didn't get the man boy that Chris Elliott was playing yes, throughout right, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I got any fan of Letterman knew who he's playing. Yes. I love, you know, I, I love the movie that he did. the Cabin uh, Boy. Cabin oh, Boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great scenes in that. But I know people go, that goddamn thing stinks. Are you kidding me? It's brilliant. Yeah. So that's a solid influence. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, I was just doing a, 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 a ripoff of, of him and mixed with, with the sort of observational style of, of Paul Reiser for, <laughs> for the first few that's years. That's an interesting combination. Yeah. So I know everybody has different approaches to how they write their acts and stuff uh-huh. like that. You know, I don't know when any of you guys actually have time to sit down and write. Uh, I'm sure maybe you just... Oh, geez. How do I find time? I work an hour a day. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you jam it in? I remember hearing this poet laureate saying that the hardest part of being a poet was finding out what to do with the other 23 hours during the the day. I feel that way with with stand-up. No, I have plenty of time to write. And and mostly what I do is is, uh, I write down a couple of sentences because I don't want to spend pages and pages working on something that doesn't work and then if something works then i'll start to really do you, do you subscribe to the notion to that writing's rewriting oh yeah, yeah. absolutely and yeah. listening to my sets and and taking down the new the new ideas so and things. yeah you're you have an economy of language when in your act which i love i love uh, oh, you, you. you know that uh, you know and people that i hold up in in the pantheon are people like norm mcdonald who, oh my gosh concept setup punchline Boom! Like on an yeah. express rain, train yes. to it, yes. and you're you're able to just get you there. Yeah. And, and I think like a, a lot of early comics, and I, I did it and stuff that I was write, writing or just too too much. You're oh, giving yeah, 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 too yeah, much yeah. because you think that validates yeah. the setup, right? Right. Of and, course. And, and, yeah. and it's 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 you know when you but when you see somebody like like well like you and, and like oh. Norm who, who can just <laughs> cut trim right to the point. It's yeah. it's phenomenal. Oh, Norm is, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. How yeah. long did it take for, because there, uh, all right, so I just love your, your, your bits are kind of like out of nowhere. <laughs> and so two of the funniest ones that, that I remember in recent history, and I'm not ruining anything because you have a, a whole new hour now, but um, yeah. you did a whole bit on state capitals and their abbreviations <laughs> that I love. Yes. Right, the abbreviating of the states. Uh-huh. Yeah. How long did that That's take? Great. For, for... Uh, I had the, I had the premise for it like two years into, into comedy that, that most of the states start with the same first two letters, so it must have been very difficult to <laughs> abbreviate them. Right. But it wasn't until they started making documentaries about silly small things. Because when I was growing up, either it was about the Civil War or Hitler. There were no other documentaries. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It couldn't be about Helvetica. And then, 
And then one night I, I said, I just started talking about this documentary and I completely made it up about the abbreviating of the states and I made up characters. But when I think about it, it was just, it, it was very similar to what Bob Newhart used to do with, with uh, biz- making fun of businesses. Like the, the guys who taught Lincoln how to be Abraham Lincoln. Right, yes. Yeah. I, are you cr- you? Uh, so only- I'm, a, I'm a thief, is what I'm admitting no, to. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all, uh, you all get influenced, you know, by yeah. things, and that's that's how you you are. I mean, it, yeah, even the everybody. I mean, Norm Macdonald was m- massively influenced by Letterman. Yes, was, you know, so so yes. that that's all part of the deal, and then you you find your own voice. Right. So with the, with the new material, and, yes. and and as you work on it, are, do are we looking at any sort of uh, Netflix special or? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm shooting a special in in uh, January, or no, but probably the first week of February in in New York. Okay, and uh, yeah, so so that's all. This material will be on, on what venue? That. What's that? What, what venue? venue? Uh, it's called Roulette. Okay. Yeah, it's right near the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, and it's uh, it's a beautiful theater. I'm really excited about it. We've had yeah. a few here recently, and the Philly's becoming a good location. Yeah, for, yeah, for, I definitely a, want to shoot one especially eventually. Since but, we're your but, people. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> rebuild the spectrum for you. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a wonderful experience. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Gary Goldman and uh, Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, show tonight, and is it one tonight? Yeah. One tonight. One tonight, two tomorrow, tomorrow three, three on Saturday. Saturday. That's a rocking weekend. I would yeah. like to ask you about your love affair with peanut butter. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, because I'm reading this, and it says that uh, Gary can go through a jar of peanut butter every two days. Yes. Are, are you a fan of peanut butter and its various subfoods? Well, what do you mean? Like Reese's Pieces. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Like, there's, like uh, there's, really, there's not a lot you can combine peanut butter with that's that's not delicious. Are mm. you? Would you say it's it, it, in its straight pure form? Is is it is its best or is it at its best? When I eat it's it right a out of the jar. Okay. You eat it right out of the jar. Yeah, I eat it right out of the jar with a spoon. Okay. And I, be, I became a, a vegan last year, January first. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a great source of protein. Protein. Okay. It's incredibly filling. Yeah. Although although sometimes I I. I wake up in the middle of the night and I have spoonfuls of, of <laughs> peanut butter, and then and then my girlfriend will see the the spoon. Yeah, the spoon with the dried peanut butter on it. Yeah, with yeah. the dried peanut butter on it. She's like, man, you really have to stop this guy. <laughs> What's your favorite brand? My favorite brand, pro- probably uh, Teddy. 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 Yeah, How's familiar. That? Oh, okay. Maybe that's just a New England yeah. thing, but but uh, but also Trader Joe's makes a great okay, a great smooth. And I, okay. I don't like I don't like crunchy. I don't, I I like it smooth I, too. I yeah, went through a crunchy smooth. phase uh, when I was a kid, and I would insist upon it. And I would yeah. put, I'd put it on toast. I would, oh I'd yeah, lo- yeah, I'd yeah. Love oh, peanut toast. butter is incredible. You, on you toast. could put peanut butter on toast, and when you put peanut butter on toast, and it's hot and it melts a bit, it yes. actually takes on a dessertish. <laughs> oh, very much so. Very much so. Right? Yes. So uh, it's a okay. great dessert nut. Yeah. We have the oh. Oh, wow. You guys are so We cool. found Teddy peanut butter. It's unsalted, yeah. all-fashioned, all-natural peanut butter. Yeah. Does it have that, like, grease at the top? Yes, yes, ah. which, which I, I You I need love. it. You need it. Yeah. You love that. Yeah. You, you need that? You stir I, it into I, it. I enjoy it. You stir it it's into it. It's a pain in the ass. No, I stir it into it. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's uh, I think Otherwise, anything that really has grease choked. on the top of it is just yeah. awesome. <laughs> wow. I don't know how far I you're willing it. to drive to get peanut butter, but there's a place in Cape May, New Jersey called the Cape May Peanut Butter Company. Oh, wow. That they make all. Oh, they sent us some. Yeah. Oh, yes. that stuff's yeah. good. Yeah. They that have good. like it's, chocolate oh peanut gosh. butter. They'll have like hazelnut peanut butter, yeah. uh, coffee cap- flavor, cappuccino yeah. peanut where, butter. Where, where do you stand on Nutella? Uh, Nutella is, is fantastic on waffles and pancakes, <laughs> but but uh, again, it's really unhealthy to drink drink to eat straight from the jar. 
Yeah. Nutella? Yeah. 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 I do that, though. Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a dessert. I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, Nutella is incredible. A lot of people see it as sort of peanut butterish, though. Oh yeah, it's definitely peanut butterish. Yeah, yeah. But but it's it's flavored with hazelnuts, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, Nutella is. But it's kind of yeah, <laughs> Gary. Or, or if you want to pronounce it in the Yiddish, Nutella. 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 He's got an issue. A little yeah. Nutella. Come here, Nutella. <laughs> My little Nutella. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it did sound very perverted when you're like peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, you're interested in peanut butter? I can hook you up. How, how has a vegan life been treating you, and was it a difficult transition? Were you vegetarian before that? Mostly, okay, but I, but I was still I was still taking in some. It's, uh, it's the only irritating thing is is explaining to my mother what things aren't because she just thinks if things are healthy then they are <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tur- so okay. turkey, for instance, she's right. always asking me if I can eat turkey <laughs> and and uh, turkey burger. Right, yeah, and it's and a turkey it, burger. No, yeah. and I'm like, no, nothing, nothing that that. <laughs> Had a face. <laughs> Nothing that had a face. Yeah, so, yeah. But there's a great one in Philadelphia, Hip City Veg. Yeah. Oh, my right. God. Oh, okay. Fans. Aren't they delicious? So yeah. Hip City Veg. So I, I've said this. Two out of three meals a day there. The, and, and well, also, you have other places. There's This city is excellent. Oh, good. So I'm sort of, I'm mostly pescatarian now. Okay. Uh, you know, I love the Mediterranean diet. But yeah. Hip City Veg has the best chicken sandwich I've ever had, and there's no chicken in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they're freaking incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, their, and their shakes are awesome, and, and they're yes, I, I go there two or three times. The, the other spot that has, I don't know that it's vegan, but sometimes in a pinch, I'll, I'll go to Chipotle. Oh, okay. Uh, the little to- the, sofritas or sofritas, whatever. Sofritas, yeah. yeah. And and my my only issue with the Chipotle is that that uh, the people who work there are so nice, but the the people who who order. Are, they order in a, in a <laughs> rather philistine manner. They they always point to the topping they want and say the name of the topping. Yeah, yeah. which is staggeringly condescending. <laughs> corn, corn, and uh, and they're so nice. Almost they just like a, like they just a, scoop. You don't have to yeah. point. They'll yeah. know where the corn is. You know where it was. You don't even work here. I, I totally do that. I, yeah, I'm the angle. I, I'd have an aneurysm if I worked there. And they're so they're so c- composed. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, is that where the corn is, <laughs> Brenda? We found the corn. Oh, it's sort of the, 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 the corn amuses yeah. me. The, yeah, the mild yeah. also. Or, or or they'll or sometimes they bang their finger on the glass partition, which is now you're creating more work for them. Yeah. They yeah. got to clean that. that yeah, thing. they have to clean your fingerprint. Oh, I'm not aware if I do that or not. I got to make some apologies. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I well, do. It's, you, you, it's you not just, meaning to be condescending. It's just like. You yeah. do it at the deli counter, too. We sure. Some of the, uh, the and you, you'll point to it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, but you're right. Yeah. They work yeah. there. They know they where know. it is. Yeah. 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 There's only like six elements on their periodic table. They <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm not a vegan, but I, I do know that when I'm so afraid of people tampering with my food that when uh-huh. I order it, I'm overly nice. So I say. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I say please yeah. after everything. I'll yes. take, uh, you know, take uh, yes. some pico de gallo, please. Yes. Uh, some cheese, yes. please. That's good. Yes. That's common civility. Yeah. Yes, common yeah. civility. It's more out of but... fear from him, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want them spinning on my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, but, but there's, a, there's a, yeah, we, we're just not as nice to our service industry people. And then then the, the other thing is that I, I always ask for, for a cup for water because I don't, I don't want to... S- what I grew up poor, so I think I have this thing where where I feel it's a waste to pay for soda, because um, it's a big mark on soda. Yeah. So I always ask for a cup for water. 
But but uh, I'm always embarrassed. Where do you? So do what do you go? So, you and you just have to give, They have to give you a cup, it's smaller, water, and it's smaller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that you 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 know, know. you're a failure. And 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 uh, I always feel like Oliver Twist. I'm like, Please, sir, uh, may I have a cup for water? Just a small cup. It don't have to be as big as the cup for the rich folk. I, I'll fetch it myself. It's just that the spices are so strong, it bends my cake hole. Your worship. <laughs> Thank you. A, mil- a million thanks, Governor. Dreadfully grateful. Bob's your uncle. And then, and then, and then like, half the time, I, I then steal Sprite while they're not looking. Oh, you go to the machine. Yeah, yeah. I, betray, I betray them almost immediately. <laughs> their yeah. their, their good nature is... Yes. You're not Oliver. You're the Orful Dodger. <laughs> yeah, you're Fagan. <laughs> Fagan. Fagan. I, I, start, I, I don't know if I can say this on the, on the, on the air, but I started this, this um, award show for the most... Uh, anti-Semitic stereotypical portrayals of Jews okay. in, in, in television, please do tell because they're I, they're legendary. I don't know if I can say this on on TV, but but uh, on radio, K I K E Y S. Okay, well you can't. Okay. Well, it's yes, it's it's, it's like the Emmys, with, yes, with, yeah. With, with, uh, oh, that's that's yeah. the name of your award. Okay, yeah, that's gotcha. the, that's the name of the award. Okay, and and this year we're recognizing John Turturro's lifetime achievement <laughs> for for horrifically stereotypical portrayals of Jews in in, in cinema. Do you have any standout uh, roles? Well, well t- Miller's I, Crossing. Oh my God, uh, the Schmada, Bernie. Who who? Yeah, he he was May horrific. I nominate and one? then and then in in. Um, in Quiz Show, he yes. played Herb Stemple. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, he yep. was such a nebbish. Yep. <laughs> Just, yes. All right, Judd Hirsch in Independence Day. <laughs> yes. The oh, most Judd annoying oh client. Yeah, yeah, it's from this. You yes. can. You yes. should yes. connect oh to the alien ship. Yes. Well, you don't call? Yeah, Judd Hirsch won in, <laughs> I, I think it was 96. <laughs> he, won, he, won the, he won the award. The but, worst. But this year, we're recognizing Judd Turturro's lifetime. Contribution, John Turturro. Yeah. You're exactly. And then, and then one year, uh, Sean Penn won uh, for Carlito's Way. Oh, oh with the yeah. big, with the, the big. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my, Jew Frodo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marlon Brando always said they never portray Jews poorly in cinema, and I'm like, that's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> and Scorsese is like the worst. Like Goodfellas, there's not a Jew in Goodfellas who isn't a horrific stereotype. You want a badass uh, though? The uh, the 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 Sergio Leone. Uh, um, Once upon a time in Once America. Once upon a time in yes. America. It, oh my god! And you can't yes. watch the theatrical release. You got to watch the four hour yes, full yes, version because yes. the theatrical release is like the cliff notes. Right. It's just exactly. horrible. But you watch exactly. The, that is a yes. Have you guys ever seen it? It's one. Of, it's a. It is a no. god Godfather level. History of of the Jewish um, mob, no. yeah, and, and it's phenomenal. De Niro, James but, Woods, but the whole. I like it better than The Godfather because The Godfather, you 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 watch it now, and and some of the the dialogue is so stilted. I but, still love it. I but, still consider it an the, American when the masterpiece. Movie says to says to Robert Duvall, "You want to see something beautiful, Tom? You do appreciate beauty, don't you?" <laughs> Who talks like that? <laughs> I appreciate that, that he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pedophile. He's a child molester. <laughs> That's how they talk. <laughs> Wolfsheim you're talking about. Yeah. Well, maybe um, in the 1950s. No, Waltz. Uh, Waltz, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waltz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, but, I, but yeah, I agree, though. It's, it's uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in America is... Yeah. is 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 the deal? So yeah. I forgot. I, about I will Her- have to. I forgot about Herbert Stemple. You're right. Oh my though. gosh! That's... Yes, in, in quiz yes. show. Yeah, yeah. When's the next uh, awards coming out? <laughs> um, we 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 usually do it during uh, Passover. We do it on the. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Who, yeah. Who's your strongest contender right now for this this year? I don't know if you watched uh, Cobra Kai. 
I saw oh. the first episode. I was a little okay. disappointed. Uh, oh, I, watch it through. The, through okay. Give it another chance because I, I, I really enjoyed it. But but Ed Asner plays Johnny's stepfather. Okay. And uh, Sidney Gold, I think, is his name. And, uh, oh, boy, does he make us look bad. That's, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if other Jews woke, grew up paranoid, but we, we used to play a game in, in my house called Who Would Hide Us? Yeah, who would hide us? Seventies. We would go oh, around the neighborhood. My God, and we would we would say, uh, "All right, oh they'd God. hide us." Oh. The husband would hide us. The wife would turn us in, and then then it became who would hide us long term? Who would who would tolerate my mother for more than a week? <laughs> All right, well, wow. hey, because, you had different categories. Yeah, my, who would you hide? Who in this room? Who would hide you? I, I, I can't imagine that any would, would not Who brought up me. once upon a time in America? Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys would all, all hide, man. And, totally and, and, and subconsciously, I think that is, that is always going on in, in, in my, my mind. Who would hide us? Who, who would yeah. pr- protect me? I yeah. think uh, the only reason I would hide you <laughs> is because I've, I've always wanted a secret room in my house. So <laughs> it would give me a great reason to put a bookcase with a door behind it. You know, you when you were a kid. Gar- you get private Gary Goldman show. Behind yeah. the bookcase. <laughs> behind the bookcase. <laughs> Behind the bookcase. bookcase. Yes, but but the the, the the thing with my mom is that she she wouldn't be able to not be herself during the during the hiding. So that if they brought the wrong fat level of milk, she would say something. <laughs> <laughs> Were they all out of skim? Just passive aggressive like that. Will they all you do realize we're risking our lives to hide you. No, I, I appreciate <laughs> you risking our lives. Your lives, but but cholesterol is a killer as well. <laughs> not, Nazis are dangerous, but cholesterol <laughs> is a silent killer. Oh that's a, that's a funny uh, that's a funny <laughs> angle. Yeah. Oh. That's brilliant. That's great stuff. And is that true? <laughs> is it true? What? Did you play that game? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, uh, I think that's I'm a not good... the only Jewish family who played that game. That, oh. that, that keeps coming up when I what's tell really? What's yeah. worse yeah. in the delineation yeah. for, the, for these awards, the, the, the people who, who try overly to make, like, uh, for example, <laughs> Shelley Winters in the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You, you know, like trying so hard to be endearing that it's yes. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's much worse when when they're they're just uh, like the, the the Scorsese ones, like like Maury, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the yes. guy who runs the wig shop. Yes, he's just, yeah. He's, he's unattractive on every level, <laughs> and 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 just a, a, a what we call a schnorrer in in Yiddish, which is like someone who's greedy and, right, and, yeah, yeah. and takes right and and. And also, he's he's just beaten unmerciful all the time. It's By the just, way, that yeah. guy is is a uh, as is the whole story. But I remember clearly the commercials from the guy who was no way Maury airing in New York. I remember them That's clearly. Incredible. So and that that and the, the same sort of jumping in the pool with the wig on. <laughs> that was right from the commercial. No yeah, kidding. absolutely. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow, man. That, that's, I've I've not heard the Who Would Hide Us game. That's <laughs> I have to ask my. I've, very close to your friends. I'm going to see if okay. they, I would hide them yeah. clearly. Yeah. yeah. Friends, but. Well, the thing is, is it was the 70s. That's there really wasn't that much to, to fear. You didn't have social yeah. media. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And also, but just... my parents were, were older, so they, they had grown up being chased out of various countries. And you can't argue yeah. with the lasting impact of an experience like that. <laughs> it really kind of sticks yes. with you. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's a difficulty committing to joy when you've been, when you've been nearly <laughs> extinct down. every 75 years. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Gary. Yes, it's great to see you. Oh, sir. thank you so much for We're having happy me. Happy that on, you're guys. back in town, and you got all these shows for people to come see. So, uh, Helium yes. Comedy Club is where you're going to find Gary Goldman. 
uh, tonight at 8 o'clock show. It's part of the Must Be Nice tour. Must Be Nice, which is how Jews say congratulations. Must Be Nice. (laughs) I got got room service last night, and I could Uh, hear my mother, Must Be Nice, good for you. Getting Gary's getting the room service. Must Be Nice for you. Everyone else is suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. We have to meet your mom sometime. Yeah. Oh, she's a delight. I'd love to see, yeah, so, you know, uh, Todd Glass, both mothers. Oh, gosh. There's a show. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. You've heard the, the, the Blake Wexler telephone call? Yes. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. You know, Blake, yeah, yeah. Blake was an intern here. He was. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, he was. yeah, so Blake and, and Todd right. and I all went to the same high school. We went to Conestoga yeah. High School, and then Blake moved out to uh, L.A. to yeah, do yeah, comedy, yeah. and Todd took him under his wing. Yeah. And so uh, Blake recorded and kept, saved all of yes. these voicemails oh, from Todd. so Hilarious. funny. They're yeah. so yeah. good. He made yeah, a record I bought of the, them. Yeah, I bought the album. It's yeah. terrific. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. laugh all the time. So Gary's also got two shows on Friday, and then three on Saturday, a 5 o'clock show, a nice after or late afternoon show for you guys Yeah, it'll be really fun. I believe those shows. The 7 o'clock is already sold out. 7.30 okay. is sold so out. So go to the early one, have a, have a light nosh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then you get the whole evening ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, must be nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. Gary Goldman! Thank you, guys. Yay! Thanks for being here. We're going to take a break, and M. Night Shyamalan will be in our studio in just a few minutes. Stay right there. Back in a moment. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. I was just given a stat that has made me very excited. It is only 99 days until the movie Glass opens. Aha! We are less than 100 days away now, which is awesome. And our next guest is here not only to talk about that, because we definitely want to talk about that, but about a really cool event that we've been to in the past, and it is coming up soon, and you can go to it. It will be October 27th. It is the fifth annual Shamoween Halloween party. We'd like to welcome... Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. What's your theme? Is that my music? Yeah, Night Fever. Uh, night Fever. Oh. We got a little oh. Night Fever. Sorry, so. a little slow on the uptake. Sorry, right, man. <laughs> we should have started it right at the hook, but, you know, I don't expect everybody to know the BG's catalog. Good morning. Good morning, Good guys. to see you, sir. Thanks for coming back. I, I missed you guys. We miss you. Yeah. And unfortunately... Don't say it. We're don't missing the party. I can't believe it. We're in London. I know. Uh, this is Eagles. massively painful to me. Yeah. I'm going to show you something here. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. been going on and on. Oh, this. my goodness. I bought that for this year's Shamoween. It's uh, a I have this helmet. leather jacket from the Rocketeer. I bought the whole goddamn thing. And then this, now listen, it's wonderful that we're going to go over and, and go to London, but I was so looking forward oh, to attending my first Shamoween and nothing. So the next save time it, yeah, save it for next year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the gonna... special location is in London. <laughs> yes, I seriously doubt that. They always hide the location yeah. until the last minute. So. Yeah, yeah, we just don't, you know, don't want a lot of... 
Understood. Yeah. There's kind of craziness cool, outside. It's yep. a cool aspect to it. You know, yeah. they it don't is. know until last minute. Honestly, it makes the guests kind of feel like, you know, VIP special. special. It yeah. keeps lesser directors away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got that uh, dinner on Blanc vibe. Yes. Yeah. But better and dramatically wow, less pompous. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And more shots. More shots. Yeah, a lot yeah. more shots. Uh, so, so Kathy was sort of mildly uh, terrified about uh, reliving, uh, apparently, last year. She, she um, she felt it got away from her at certain points. You mean you felt you regret some of your behaviors? <laughs> A lot of my behaviors. I, I my memory of you was um, uh, not the most logical, but but really happy. Really there you happy, go. Really happy. And every time I saw you, I lit up a little bit. And you would try to say something to me, and I you, not entirely cogent. Not, Wait, not, seriously? Yeah, oh, not entirely God. cogent. You know, the, and that, seeing you now recovered and totally doing the news is I, really warms and, my heart. And not not logical and happy could be said of Cor- Forrest Gump. I said it was okay that we were going to London this year because I needed a buffer year. Yeah. You were heated, like you were passionate. (laughs) But but everything you're saying, you were super passionate. Her her main embarrassment Uh. comes from Sam Jackson was up on stage (laughs) and he's he's doing an an auction to get money raised for the foundation and uh, he was going to cap it at, uh, because there weren't any more bids coming, and Kathy felt that she could squeeze some more bucks out of the audience. Yes, so yes. She jumped in. The two yes. words were, "Hold on." <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, there was something. Yeah, there was something controversial about that moment too. I'm trying to recall. Well, she wasn't on the microphone. He was. Yeah, maybe that I took the microphone. And she elbowed him. It was like uh, you know working her way through yeah, the uh, blocking. When you clothesline Sam Jackson. I, I think may have taken your microphone. Oh yeah, that, that may have happened. That's no wor- no worries. Well, that's th- what we love. That so gives you stories that you can have for yourself. Yeah, Listen, I kind of blame you because you're the one that were feeding everyone the shots. So yes, that's part. It's it's part of the baptism of the event. I think, I think he was about ready to quote Ezekiel when uh, <laughs> you stepped in, and how brilliant would that have been? Oh my God! All right, so Kathy's not going to be a part of this issue. Unfortunately, we won't be there. But it'll we'll be this, a little more calm. This is a bash. This is a, a damn good time. Well. Uh, you, you just seeing the pictures. I mean, I, I was incredibly excited. So next year will be my first. But but the the stories are legendary, and as you you said, Nate, <laughs> you can you can be part of it because it's done in grand style. But it's done in grand style. You ha- it's the ultimate twofer. You get a wonderful evening for a great cause, and explain to people what it is. Yeah, well, it benefits our foundation, which uh, the the M Night Shyamalan Foundation, and basically we support leaders from around the world. We basically vet leaders from around the world that are moving their communities out of poverty. And if you want to think of it as kind of like a, a philanthropic hedge fund of leaders um, that we have gone around the world and vetted and uh, your money that comes to us has an, an incredible return on its investment. And uh, this model that we've we've started over the years has become uh, in, insanely effective. So it's you, been co- it's being copied by other yes. people because it, it's such a logical thing. And what it does is it it, it it turns the money over to the people who are on the ground in these areas and know what's needed. A lot of times, people who are dispensing the money mm-hmm. are in a removed office, or maybe halfway around the world, and don't have an idea. You're giving it to the people who are going to be proactive and get the work done. And just you know, the times we've heard at the, yeah. we were at the the Clada Fund event, and 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 there were you were talking about some of the the people who are out there in the field, and we've we've met some. 
the, what they're managing to achieve is astounding. It's astounding, really. And you get these in, incredible returns where they're affecting entire communities, um, thousands of people each, and then that will ripple and keep on going forever. So um, I, 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 we're, we're, we're thrilled with our uh, results of, our, of our, uh, finding our leaders. In fact, one we just signed up is from Philly, um, Raymond John, who uh, is with 12 Plus. And what, what he does is he's in the, the kind of the, the tougher schools here in Philly. And, you know, uh, if, you, if you know the stats on kind of some of the, 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 the lower income inner city schools, the graduation rates, uh, the rates going to uh, post high school right. uh, education is very low. And, you know, in this, and let's say in a particular school, in this particular school in Kensington, it would be 13% would go on to after high school to go to any kind of uh, uh, education afterwards. And Raymond John runs this program where he works with the schools and works with the students and changes the the culture, the mindset of it. And it sounds all very light and, wow, this is all very sweet and nice. It's not, but though. It's not. This it's is not. incredible work they're doing. And that in the first year in the in the Kensington <laughs> Uh, high school, they went from 13% to 70% Whoa. in one year from just changing mentality and being there for the kids and saying, this is how you apply and tell them who you are and what do you want to be and where do you want to go? No, I don't think you should try that college. I think you should go for this college. And it's a very specific thing where he gets to know the students. And I mean, I was there and I mean, I, I, I you should go check it out. It's un- unreal. You come away from being with these leaders and you yeah. become so inspired. And So Raymond's one in Philly that we have, but we have leaders all around all the, world. the world. Yeah. That's, that's a direct passion project of yours because I remember the book that you wrote mm-hmm. uh, focused on that and on how education, education yeah. is going to be the key to living a, a fruitful, productive life. I mean, that's uh, the bottom line to it. it. It's it's such also, it seems like such a, such a, as you said, it can almost sound like lighter than air. Really? Just by, yeah. but sometimes it just takes someone to just take some, hold somebody's shoulders and just point them a little bit and here's where you go and that's all that, that's all you need. But, you know, they, we live in a world where there's just, it's, it's this constant conflagration going on mm-hmm. and you're, it's hard to get a hold on things. Especially and, in, in schools like that where they're, uh, home environments are not the most ideal sometimes right. or where their sure. circumstances are are very, very difficult, right? right. Um, Single-parent homes or whatever it is, all of those factors are there. And then to come into school and there's that group and they're sitting there and they're like, did you do that application? And come in, come in after class and let's play chess and let's do that that application and let's talk about it. You want to be a nurse? Well, this is how you can become mm-hmm. a nurse. Mm-hmm. You know? We talk about this all the time. You'll see sometimes, you know, a news story will be reporting on. you see a picture pop up. You'll see somebody's mugshot. And you got to imagine that. That person, seven years old, you know, mm-hmm. maybe on the front lawn playing ball and then something happened or a parent died or something or for whatever. And, and if you just could have gotten them, if you just mm-hmm. could have been there, if somebody could have been there, you, you could have, you know, redirected a life. Doesn't mean that person still doesn't yeah. have recourse, but but it's still, you know, it's you always think of these opportunities and missed opportunities. So, well, you know, you guys know the stat of, you know, literacy rates, you know. Um, how they achieve in third grade is a direct indicator of of you know incarceration rates. Like yes, yeah, that, you know, so it's it's a belief system that gets indoctrinated, and this is the reverse. You're inculcating a, a, a sense of agency into those kids and a sense of fun, and that there is there is a way. There's more than this, and in oftentimes it's just hey, I don't even know how to apply. I yeah. didn't even know this was possible. Wait, they can give you a scholarship. Wait, well, I have to achieve what grade to get the scholarship? You know. Just specifics. And but that takes supporting you. That takes time and money. I mean, and that takes 
boots on the ground, for lack of a better term. It, it's literally time in the school with people and going out and driving from one location to the next. I mean, it, it, that's why these people need support is that they need the help in order to get this message and this work to the people who are in need of it. Well, 12 plus definitely and, and Raymond, uh, miracle workers. And I, I actually, because, you know, this is a field that I'm very interested in, I wouldn't have believed the results that they could get that's, that's at, amazing. At, at that stage yeah. after the system has failed these kids all the way up and down that you can still turn them around. They're that pliable that there's that much hope it's, it's amazing and so enter shamaween yeah so so the uh there are all, all sorts of ways to enjoy yeah, and exactly. experience so please explain how how uh people uh, they want to get involved how they get involved absolutely so you know all the proceeds go to all our leaders here and uh we have a, t- a tagline which is be bad do good so you can <laughs> you can be like kathy and you can have the time of your life. <laughs> and have a lifetime of regret while yeah. still helping no, people. you can yeah. do whatever you want to yeah, do. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, you can behave in any way you want to do. And then know you're doing, you wake up in the morning with that hangover. And you know you've changed the world for good. What I a, mean, that's amazing. That's astonishing. What has a hangover ever felt so good, Kathy? You have that terrible feeling that something went wrong last night. But. Yes. You know, it's Kathy. Is it, I, yes. I imagine Kathy the next morning going, I help people. Ah! Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, that's how it was. So. Uh, now, there are all sorts of different, like, is there, there's a VIP package? There's okay. You remember, all this money, by the way, that's going in is going to a good cause. So yeah, if you absolutely. want to be generous, there's... that doesn't hurt. I'm trying to see. I have uh, Danielle here who runs our foundation. I, you're, we we have um, a VIP thing where you can come early and we yeah. get to get to hang with just a small group of us before and we get to... Yes, it's a reception where we can we can start the shots early. <laughs> and you were there. And, oh, absolutely. I'm there. And mm-hmm. so we begin there. And the and private booths are sold out I right now, I think the though, private right? booths are okay, already sold right. out. The, the great thing about the show, and thanks to you guys, really, every year we sell out and we have to go to a bigger venue and there's such a huge waiting list that right. we judge it based on the waiting list what size venue we need to, to move to. But, what a, you know, what a pleasing feeling to, to for, for me and Bhavna to... Um, to have that every year, it's sold out, and so many people want to come, and uh, it, it makes us really happy. And we got, you know, Bob and I really thank you guys for. Oh, oh it's our pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, we, we, you're doing great, and it's a good time, and, and it's a win-win. And we have all the details on PrestonandSteve.com, uh, which you can check. And I didn't make it last year. My wife also had a charity function that night. Our, uh, the um, uh, Mother's Wish, my daughter has Crohn's disease, so I had to go mm. to that, which I gladly do. But I miss, and I'm seeing pictures right here on, on my monitor. And uh, I've noticed that every year you do a you do a movie theme costume. Well, I don't know if it's every year. I guess has it been every. Well, year? the first year was Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Steel Magnolias. You were Shirley MacLaine. You were a Road Warrior one year. You were Willy Wonka one year. Last uh, that's year, that's true. I guess I am doing it. This wasn't uh, conscious. Clockwork Orange. Yes. Last a Druk. You were. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. There it is, right there. Yeah. I mean, but. You're not, and this isn't a, a knock on, you know, Spirit Halloween. You're not getting these little costumes that'll rip and, and uh, you know, with, with this no is real problem. Deal. These this are real deal, awesome costumes. Yeah, yeah. I'm cheating because I have a costume department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not cheating. It's, uh, it's a little cheat. It's, it's, a, a it's what you call a perk. <laughs> yes. I was going to yeah. wear my Handmaid's Tale costume this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had it. Okay. Well, well I'll save be a show it, next year in London. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, you save it. Save yeah. it. I'll hang on. We to can it. have a theme. I can be the rocketeer who comes in and saves your a right to have children yes, the way you, you want to have. You can fly me <laughs> off to Canada. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, you could go crossover, to... Handmaid's Tale Rocketeer crossover. <laughs> it should have happened. But yeah, if you want to buy tickets, um, you go to msfoundation.org. All right. All the information is there, all the different. You can get general admission or you can get the VIP. 
um, spend time with me and Bhavna beforehand, and uh, I would love to see it. Celebrities show up, too. Yeah, but I mean, even during the party, like, you know, people think that, you know, you come to uh, a party with, you know, has your, the foundation has your name on it, but that's the great thing about this party is you are there, your wife is there, your friends are there, everybody's hanging out. Yeah, definitely. At some point, we'll be dancing together. That's <laughs> I will definitely guaranteed. roll up on you. Not to not to and... creep out on your on your beautiful wife, Bobna, but did she hang on to that road warrior costume? Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's that beautiful would have multiple woman. uses. It's there in the attic. Okay. It's there in the attic. Was, Why don't uh... you uh, put that on there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, let's uh, if, if we can ask about uh, glass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ninety nine days away from that. Um, uh, post-production all done, in the can, ready to go, or do you still have little minor tweaks to do? Well, I just finished the mix yesterday, the sound mix, so all the music and sound is done, the picture is done, picture editing is done. Did you do, did I read 13 passes on? Yeah, I mean, it's probably more, but I, you know, you consolidate it, you know, sometimes I look at it real quick and then do another couple changes, and then even in the mix, sometimes I go and make changes, so. But they always say the movie's actually made in the editing room, you know, at least a good portion of it. The rhythm of it. Yeah, yeah. The understanding of the language of what it is that that it wants to be you learn that and that was what just a couple weeks ago right two weeks three weeks ago i finished yeah the 13th yeah no this this last week yeah yeah i mean i was i was away but you were in russia i was in russia and in and korea dear god yeah the first first two of the international trips i'm going to spain tonight so i'm leaving you guys tonight and going to spain and was it russian comic-con did i read russia comic-con yeah i was what's that like you know, the whole thing was kind of freaky because I was wasn't sure what to expect, as you can imagine. Going yeah, to Russia and uh, and uh, we did talk a lot of politics, which was really interesting. <laughs> That's uh, weird. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to you talk know, about Pikachu? Su- they were super sweet. They were, was it? I, yeah, it was. I mean, the Comic Con was Comic Con. Is, is, like is there a big fans? Was, same thing. Same stuff. Same, same thing. There was okay. like five thousand fans there screaming, and I, I showed a little bit of clip of glass. I showed we, you know, that it was a question and answer with the audience and. Super, super accommodating. Everybody was so gracious, and it's a beautiful. I went to Moscow, and it was a be- beautiful city. And I mean, it's it, it's strange, you know. We think of them, you know, in these dark terms yeah. and all this stuff, but there's, we're so common. Everybody has so much in common. Like, you know, there's a, you know, there's a Preston, there's a Kathy, yeah. there's a Steve, there's a, there's all these personalities. You recognize it in each other, and. Um, it makes it there's makes Igor and Ivan in the morning. There's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. there's um, no Casey, but there's no. everyone else. No Casey. Yeah. There's, there's no, Casey. no. I'm the only it's one. It's just it's yeah. unique. I, I, I'm fascinated and love the the architecture and look of 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 Cold War Soviet Russia. The and it's fast. I would, I've always wanted to go to Russia. Have you ever had a, a, a an urge or an interest to go like to like Pripyat in the in that whole? Well, this Chernobyl is, area. I mean, as you say, it, it yeah. sounds really interesting. I was freaked out being there, but I again, as I said, they were super, super sweet. Everything in the city is beautiful. Yeah, um, it's so beautiful that you're like, how do you maintain this? this is- <laughs> <laughs> we have our ways. Well, we can tell you. Uh, Authoritarian. Funny you should ask because There's you're now living one here. Piece of trash. Fear anywhere. Fear will keep them in line. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I have a question about uh, the Norm Macdonald show, which you oh, did yeah. recently. And um, uh, did you say called, it? I did. It's called Norm Macdonald has a show, and uh, I'm not sure <laughs> if any of his guests are aware that he has a show because when it comes on, it's the most odd talk show I've ever seen on TV. It's on Netflix. You walk, you walk in from off yeah, stage, and you're you're already in mid conversation, yeah. and there are odd breaks that may or may not be breaks for you as a guest. What was that experience like? Because as, as a viewer, 
it's it's very unlike any other show I've ever seen. Well, it was know, a good interview though. Oh, it was, thanks, it was thanks, a lot of fun. Yeah, was, you were great. It was uh, it was super strange. Definitely the strangest interview ever. I didn't know what was happening. I mean, he's so nice. He was yeah. such a sweet guy, but it was rhythmically completely off. You didn't you're in the middle of the thing. You don't know what he's doing. He gets up. Someone else, the like crew members, talking to him as we're talking. They're you know? putting his watch yeah, on. His watch what, falls off. And and he and his sidekick they have a weird rhythm, and it's intended to throw you <laughs> off, and you can't ever finish the story. You can't ever finish what you're saying. You lose your train of thought. Come in with a zinger, like completely out of nowhere. And um, the, the, everyone and this it, the whole room is feeling really awkward. The whole time I felt like I was like, "This is a disaster." No, no, this it, it plays an well. Absolute disaster. I came out. I told my publicist, "Wow, that was good working with you." <laughs> well, he goes it, during the interview. You, you, you say, you know, you, uh, you, you appear to be a, 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 a cinephile, and he goes, "No, but I've, I've been accused of that." <laughs> Uh, but he's, he, he's one of my fan. absolute favorites. And, yeah, and he, he interviews, I think there's only eight or ten episodes or something like that, and he has people on that he really admires yeah. and that he likes. And so it's, it's an honor because it's one of Steve's favorite comedians. He's incredibly intelligent. He asks questions that you probably wouldn't get from another talk show host. Yeah. Um, so I, I found it insightful. It just was, it just was odd. Yeah, it's super odd, and, and all of those things are true. His intellect is really on display, and you can see it in his eyes as he's as he's talking yeah. to you. The the deep the deep knowledge of things, and he is a cinephile. He he's knows he everything. He knows everything about cinema. I, I really liked him. I really did. You know, it and was, Letterman is. I, I was thought it was going to be a disaster though. When I got off, I was like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because he also in the list of, he got he, his interview. He scored an interview, a long interview with Lorne Michaels, which mm-hmm. does not happen. And obviously, Lorne they, they they go back on SNL, but it, it's it's cool. It, it's it, if you love Norm, you're going to love the show, um, and I, and I do. Uh, but uh, you're you're you did wonderfully well and Thank and you. also you serve the purpose of being the person sitting there going what is going on and it worked it worked it worked well so. yeah whenever i see the the ads now for this they'll they'll have like they'll be reviewing it and they'll have my picture with him and i'm like is this i don't even want to read the article because it's, it's either this is this is emblematic of what a disaster or it's so fresh yeah it's different right, right. well you, you never know you you let the people tell you what they think yeah it's all good wow. concerning uh glass and and the um as things are progressing um you know the uh, obviously it's the this this troika this amazing thing and I, I was thinking back when you first you know when we first started uh, uh, interviewing you and getting you on the show and and uh, you know this was like, this is off in the distance yeah. where you are right now is it, it it's got to be a bit surreal it's definitely surreal yeah. I'm having mixed emotions about it all finishing and yeah finishing this movie that represents many many decades you know of like of all the storytelling all these characters and. And also, you know, I with you know from the visit to Split to Glass, as I'm doing this new set of movies with you know on my own, and um, each one has different expectations. And this one, I mean, I mean, everyone wants to see this movie, so it's a very different kind of feeling you to know? have one that was also to come from a place where people were being dismissive with some of your yes. work, and they were it was mm-hmm. just ah, bah, bah, bah. okay. And now, uh, not only like rabid to yeah. see you know this this deal yeah uh, and, and so uh but but i think it sounds like you approach it you're approaching it almost as as um as young filmmaker m night Shyamalan. yeah and what the hell i i'm gonna i this is what i want to see so i'm gonna do it yeah i want to keep that that sense of beginner as much as possible yeah. obviously it's a zen buddhist kind of philosophy <laughs> be a beginner right and <laughs> 
and and you don't want to ever have a sense of expectations about anything. So it's ha- harder because you're doing something that everybody is anticipating so much. But I'll, I'll tell you this: the 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 screenings we've had when we've had you know we have sneak screenings that yeah. we just for, that are private. Um, the the reactions have been insane. I mean, people <laughs> talking to the screen and Love like, it. applauding. Ugh. And how and, long is it? Please say it's four hours. <laughs> yeah, we need it's, two, it's just under two hours and nine minutes. That's okay. good. I think the average running time these days is what one hundred and ten minutes. Something like Gosh, that. I don't know. Yeah, so, was, was was running time an important thing for you? Did you mm-hmm. want to keep it over or under a certain amount of time? No. Well, you know, there's a lot of characters. Yeah, because it's two movies that you're 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 bringing to a conclusion. So there's there's a lot of thing, a lot of arcs, mm-hmm. uh, character arcs, um, and then in reality. And this is real. James is playing twenty-one personalities oh, in the movie. It's so, amazing. And so a lot of those characters have to fully arc. So this this huge cast. James plays a lot of them, but it's a huge <laughs> yeah. cast. Now you that's interesting because you were a couple of different characters in this universe. The guy who stopped is that by right? I didn't think about that. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who stopped yeah, gets yeah. stopped by security and then you're the assistant in the in uh in split, so hmm. Mm. Come what, see what, why, what happened? What it's good to see that ne'er do well got a job eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah uh-huh. potentially packing uh-huh. heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that, that's that's cool. It, it's it's uh, you know it's for us your your unabashed love of 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 the genre of, of comic books and 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 the whole mm. thing. You know, uh, I, I remember we were almost we were we were talking to you initially and saying you know we just I'm. I'm Unbreakable is you know mm. it's just amazing, and uh, and I remember you, you, we had heard your reaction was oh my god they don't like it or whatever you know when it was, it was just you were conflicted you know after it was released here we are this this is poised to be what could be you know already is one of the greatest comic book well, related stories of all time I will say it you don't have to say it. Uh, Think about it, how prophetic this is, too, yeah. because at the time, the comic book genre on film hadn't taken it off. It had not it taken had. off. And here comes Marvel in all its glory and is teed up this story that was, or the, this story was teed up and years these, ago. And these Marvel movies do succeed on a lot of it, on, on going, even though you have these fantastic characters, I think Marvel has been able to make it work the way they make it work by getting in touch with human sides of these characters. What Marvel and Stanley did from the get. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. actually, you know, part of what I'm doing on the tour is I, I do events, but I also talk to the teams in each country that are selling the movie. And Disney's releasing the movie internationally, and Disney released Unbreakable. Yeah. And the irony when I talk to them is, I said, you know, when I was doing this movie for you guys, this isn't obviously the same people, but. Um, they didn't want to sell it as a comic book because nobody would come to comic book movies. That was the, that was the, the conversation. They, How hilarious. Very, yeah, those are marginalized individuals that go to conventions. And yeah. These are not, you can't, you can't get enough people to come to the movies on that subject. Wow. So let's not ever tell anybody this is anything to do with comic books. That was how Unbreakable was sold just as a thriller. Yeah. And confuse people. Because. Would Hollywood exist right now? It's resting on the shoulders of comic <laughs> books. And, and so so talk Ironic, about a, yeah. a prophetic um, t- take on things. Yeah. yeah, we were, you know, it was made in, in, in 99, I think released in 2000. So it was at the beginning before all of this, you know, uh, movement and realizing kind of, you know, the nerds have the keys to the kingdom. Actually, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they run. They yeah. run everything. So you actually you talked about that a little bit in the interview with Norm about how, who you were twenty years ago mm-hmm. making this, and you as an artist versus you as a, a father and having kids, and and how your perspective changes, and you become a businessman at some point. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and how how 
the changes in your life have affected how you make these types of movies? Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, I there's something, there's things you know, and then there, then, then there's the way you behave, right? So we may know smoking is bad for us, and yeah. and yet, you know, those kind of things, or that don't eat that donut, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> or don't smoke that donut. Oh yeah, eat, eat <laughs> all the, you can smoke it. <laughs> and and I know that uh, what my value system is with regard to making movies. It's it's a I, I believe in the uh, a creative accretion of things. So yeah. you don't you don't go for the Go for it in one move. You you slowly accrete a, re, uh, a, a, a um, an experience over a movie. You, it, that goes for how quietly you shoot it. What is the camera that you're using? The performance, the um, uh, the the colors, and everything. Don't you? It's it's a feeling that grows over you, and that can grow over a career as well. And so I'm aware of that. Yet you want to grab the donut, or <laughs> you feel like you want. I need I need confirmation now. I need mm-hmm. right now. Whereas when I was you know in, in my twenties and then. You know, making these movies. If I could go back and say you, your instinct was correct, don't 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 waver here. This these the grounded storytelling of these genres, including the comic book genre, yeah, will come will come to play out. It feels good to you because it's feeling you know resonant to you. It's funny because you you start you know you have that okay that passion. You're younger, but I, I think also when you see artists revisit that. And I when when I remember going into when when I saw Schindler's List when I mm-hmm. saw Sp- Spiel I said oh this this that there had been a run of Spielberg mm-hmm, movies mm-hmm, that, that he'd produced or been mm-hmm. a part of that I was like oh my dear God mm-hmm. and then he he got it he reconnected with it he found the passion mm-hmm. and I just leveled mm-hmm. and and to, to see that and to know that you are in in, in a happy place mm-hmm. now because you you did that as well mm-hmm. I think almost as a part of it that says all right you. Efforts. I'm going to show you. I still have it, you know. <laughs> and, and, in, and in a way, you can almost you can recapture and exceed the adventurousness of your earlier days because you also now have a, a, a skill set that's been honed over years, you know. Yeah, and I, we did talk about this on the Norm Macdonald show. The, yeah. This idea of why why let's say a, a musician can't write a song now that moves all of us when they were killing it in their tw- when they were 22 yes! 24 mm. is the balance between craft and instinct and it's a it's a it's a very difficult one so as you're you early in your career you you're really really relying on your instinct 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 and you're learning craft and then there's a beautiful balance moment that happens and then <laughs> you know and then as you keep getting experience you keep you learning craft 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 and then you use that to protect you right and then you just you're not doing this consciously you start less instinct more craft and that's not that's not good you know, you always have to make yourself vulnerable again as an artist. And so I've tried with these movies to kind of just start over again, to use new people, do zero, like as low a budget as I can. So I have to keep thinking of ideas of how to do it, take huge risks in it. And so the visit had to serve that purpose tenfold, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So everybody we used, had just, that was like their first movie. So I, like you were saying, become a film student. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're starting to see it like them. You know, hey, we don't have enough money for that. How do we do that? How do we move the camera from there to there? We can't, you know, <laughs> don't have enough lights for that for the outside. So now what? Those kind of things. And so you start your brain starts working in that in that other way. Problem solving. Yeah. Do you know what I think yeah. is a perfect example of that? I think in, in uh, the, the Evil Dead, the original Sam Raimi mm-hmm. Evil Dead was basically remade. The Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. was the, the Evil Dead remade with a lot more yeah. budget, and a lot more. Th- and the, the first one's still better mm-hmm. because it, it, it because <laughs> there were hand, you know, these yes. dumb things that they had to rig up to get it done and, and, and to make it more. And it's so that to that you know that that balance is hard to find, and what you're absolutely. We'll let we'll let them. We'll do it in or post or you know, 
if you're, oh, you know, there's a certain level that just says, okay, well, a certain creativity. That- well, we, we can go into cinema forever, but yeah. the idea that, that movies are all, almost all the art forms together, dance, yeah, and yeah. painting, and costumes, and it's everything awesome. you can imagine all together. And so you, you, what's most important in art is its constraints. So you, if you don't have constraints, you're going to have a wonky kind of baseline of how to master the language as you watch it. And you don't know it, but yeah. you're going, wow, that was a weird use of that lens. Wow, that shouldn't have been held that long. I don't, that performance was too hot as compared to the last 20 minutes. You're not, you won't know this. You'll just know it in the back of your head. Right. We're going to have to wrap up in a moment, but I'm, I'm going to circle back and make sure we get all the info on Shamoane out to you <clears throat> if you're late to tuning in. But I did, before we do wrap up, I want to touch on a couple of things you have coming up. You have uh, uh, the TV show Servant, mm-hmm. uh, which you're the executive uh, producer on, and very little known about this right now. Yeah, we're shooting in Philly. Okay. Right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's where I'm going right now to go to the sets okay. and, and check them out. But very exciting because, you know, my dream was to be you know, to aspire to be kind of the House of Cards, the way House of Cards was for Netflix, and uh, awesome. to kind of, you know, establish something for a, a new a new uh, way of looking things. And Apple came and said, hey, we're going to start our own streaming thing. Would you guys, guys want to make a show? Thank you for shooting in Philly. <laughs> That's awesome. I said, yeah, but we'll shoot in Philly. Yeah, love Can't it. be away from my favorite morning show. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Labor of Love is a film? No, I'm not going to no? do that right now. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, look at you, scrounging well, the internet. Looking around. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll look for that another time. Then. <laughs> but in the meantime, a big party coming up, and uh, it is October 27th. It is the fifth annual Shamuin Halloween party, and you can go to this. Yes. You just have to be 21 years old and buy a ticket, and that's all. That's all. And dress up. you got to wear a costume. you got to get into the spirit. Oh, of yeah. Things, it's super fun. You guys yeah. will love it. We, we dance all night. It's really oh. really an amazing time. I, literally, that's why it's grown so fast, and we keep selling out and having to, to get bigger and bigger places. And I know we don't have a ton of tickets left. I mean, so... Uh, buy them. Honestly, please. there's there's nothing like it. And uh, you know, buy them up now. I mean, well, as to Kathy's point, it's... You, you don't you don't greet at the door and then run out. You're you're hanging oh, I'm out. There. I'm you're there. there. I'll close the place with you guys. Yeah. And some of Philly's best chefs are usually behind yes. the food. Uh, there's uh, there's always performers. and, yes. and your yeah. daughter DJ and everything. That's but, true. Yeah. She sang last last time with oh, Andre really? Day. Yeah. yeah, Andre Day sang and it was wow. terrific. Yeah, that's right. It's a big party. It's a great time. And- we won't be there. And we won't Son be there. Son of a bitch! Yeah. I have a rocketeer outfit next year. Well, you guys will be there having blood pudding or whatever it is you guys <laughs> Just the spotted yeah. dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> All the spotted dick we can yes. handle. Uh, hey, it's always great to see you tonight. Thanks Thank for being guys. here. Thank you, guys. M. Night Shyamalan, guys. Yeah, you guys. On the press yeah. today, Steve Show. Yes, there it is. The theme's on there. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Restorations. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Click local shots at WMMR.com to see and hear more. Restorations, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks your world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we've been talking a lot, man. Yakking up a blue streak. Yeah, we got to get right back into it. We do have a commitment for the fine sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. We have to make sure that we get there. Uh, we honor our commitment to them um, for specific times of the day. Got it? Good. All right, 956. 
Uh, let's. Uh, Kathy's not in here, so why don't we do the bizarre? She's making out with the uh, night channel. Night channel on yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to it. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre final. Brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, a diamond. <laughs> uh, an eight-year-old girl has discovered a pre-Viking era sword in a Swedish lake, uh, prompting locals to name her the Queen of Sweden. Swedish-American Saga Vanacek found an ancient artifact while playing in Vidostern Lake during- Oh. Uh, during the summer near her family's holiday home in the south of the country. Bittestoon is my favorite Swedish lake. Experts at a local museum estimate the sword to be about 1,500 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she said, I was, outside, I was outside in the water throwing sticks and stones and stuff to see how far they could skip. And then I found some kind of stick. Impressive. It was signed by Randy Jackson. She said, I picked it up <laughs> and was going to drop it back in the water. But it had a handle, and I saw that it was a little bit pointy, and uh, the end was all rusty. And I went up, uh, held it up in the air, and I said, Daddy, I found a sword. Shut up! When he saw it, uh, when he saw that... That it bent and was rusty, uh, he came running up and took it. And the report added the locals joked that the discovery made his daughter the new queen of Sweden, drawing parallels with the legend of King Arthur, who was bequeathed the rule to write, uh, to, to write to rule after he received the sword from the Lady of the Lake. My daughter's the queen of Sweden. Uh, Mikhail Nordstrom. Yeah, an, yeah, we know. An expert uh, had described the discovery of, of the relic as spectacular, saying that it was about 85 centimeters long. And that is preserved wood and metal around it. They said it's actually an extraordinary find. It's amazing. And this girl just stumbled across it. That's pretty cool. Elderly people get a little confused sometimes. Uh, Dolores and Tony Amaral, a couple in their 80s, got into their car last week with the intention of driving 40 minutes away from their home in uh, Severville, Tennessee. Instead, they were found five days later in Atlanta. (laughs) Wow. I think we're lost. Oh, my God. He That's didn't want to awesome. stop for directions, did he? I guess oh, not. Oh, man. I don't know how to use the GPS. 250 miles away from their home. It doesn't look like home. <laughs> uh, they had intended to drive to a nearby hospital, but instead they got lost and continued driving. They were found safe in Atlanta by police. Uh, the couple's daughter said neither of her parents had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia. They're just stupid. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 nah, it's not the man-child, Simons. We're idiots. She said, but that they now likely have to hand over their car keys. I think oh, so. Wow. Unless yeah. they're fans of visiting Atlanta now and then. Maybe so. They may have made some Who wants to go to Atlanta? Live, loving relationships here. Uh, if you live in West Virginia, you may want to be wary, uh, weary, I should say, of those who go near your mailbox. A woman living in the Charleston area says she came home last week and checked her mail, but all she pulled out was a laminated photo of a llama wearing sunglasses. <laughs> that was it? She reviewed security camera footage and says she saw someone in a black pickup truck remove the mail from her mailbox and replace it with the picture of the llama in sunglasses. Did you get it? Police <laughs> are investigating. Who is this? And they add, like llamas. And they add that the mail theft is a federal crime, by the way. So Thank you. They're in a lot of trouble. Uh, one last story? Yeah, short one. All right, it's a short one. Damn it. Uh, Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska is asking Facebook fans yes. 
to use their likes to vote for which bear is the biggest during their Fat Bear Week event. Did you see this? They announced the winner. Yeah. Oh, they did yes, already. They did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they say that bears. Who won? Who won? Uh, I voted. The bears have been uh, putting on weight to prepare for their upcoming hibernation. Uh, they had the bear deemed chubbiest will be crowned the 2018... I believe that U.S. people with maps (laughs) have not as many maps. And so I believe... That that is why U.S. people have maps. <laughs> Did I win? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pageant. Uh, they will be crowned the 2018 Fat Bear Champion. So, wow. do you know who the, the bear is? Yes. Here's his name: 409 Bead Nose. His number is 409, and uh, it was a lot of fun. They posted a lot of stuff on their social media wow. accounts. It's, it's Katmai National Park in Alaska, and uh, yeah, Fat Bear Week was my favorite uh, hashtag for a while. It was uh, terrific. He he's a fat one. He's definitely a big bear. And they there show before and after, too. They'll show the bears in the spring and then oh, in the yeah. fall. No right kidding. So yeah, is, yeah. is he a uh, grizzly, a Kodiak? All grizzlies, yeah, Kodiaks. And uh, they're just, they're very impressive species. But you go to this national park to see bears. They're all over the place. All right, and there you go. That's what we have in uh, Bizarre File. <laughs> Sorry to keep it short. Um, do we need to do traffic or? Yeah, um, can we push that back a little bit? Sure. All right. Yeah, we got. We got to take a break. Right Coming soon. Right, traffic. Me, uh, now. I need soon. you to get rid. Of, I need you to get rid of. I'm you know, getting rid of it. I got it. All right. We'll take a break and we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. Uh, the Phillies tweeted out at us. Um, when was this? Yesterday. I'm not sure. What do uh, we do? They well, they they uh, they <laughs> they have showcased the one the underwear that we rave about. Ah, and uh, they wrote, "Hey, Preston, Steve, these are the stance hashtag Phillies boxer briefs that you were asking about. We guarantee no fly balls, as the five inch inseam and construction will keep you locked in and everything on base." I don't know. When I was wearing them, my balls were pretty fly. Uh, antimicrobial and silky smooth—a fine way to represent the P. <laughs> Hashtag go fills. They're right, though. They're great. I mean, and dude, the, that's the pair. That's, that's it. it. They have the picture of them right there, and I'm telling you. <laughs> they're, prob- they're probably my favorite pair of underwear in my underwear bin. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wear them under your pants, but you're gonna wanna wear them outside. Well, they look really yeah, cool too, do, yeah. but they feel so good. So nice, so good. <laughs> my you. I kinda wanna wear a pair. You should. Let's talk about how comfortable they Try are. Try them out. You ever worn men's underwear? No, I've never worn On men's your head? underwear. <laughs> I, for a while, though, I mean, like, do uh, you remember, like, in, um, uh, what was the movie? Uh, um, uh, Charlie's Angels. Yes. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz ran underwear. Yes, that's right. You know, I mean, they're kids' underwear. She had yeah. such a tiny butt and everything that she could fit into kids' guys' underwear, though. Yeah. So, I didn't know if you tried it. Yeah, Kathy, camp out for hunger. We'll get you a pair. <laughs> Because we'll be right there right by there. the stadium. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> and we'll do that. Uh, hey, real quick, a reminder. We're headed to London in a couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, two weeks uh, from tomorrow we'll be broadcasting live. Dear mother of God. And I just want to put this out there. If you if you know anyone that we may not be thinking of to get in touch with while we're there, maybe for an interesting interview, feel free to let us know. Not your average listener London edition is certainly viable. Oh, yeah. let, let us know what you got going on. Uh, but if you do have connections with any type of, you know, celebrity in the music, uh, film, uh, whatever. The queen. Sports industry, the queen. You oh, know, the queen's like, my sister. Um <laughs> 
let us know because yeah. uh, we're looking into uh, to stuff we're putting uh, things together for the show right now. Yeah, we've been working on some things, and uh, and I was talking smoking with smoking funny things, funny things. Uh, it. but I was talking with Sarah here, uh, you know, Jackson's producer yes. Sarah, who's also our music director, and I was chatting with her about uh, some potential because there are a lot of uh, MMR artists that live in London. It's true that are currently not on tour or anything like that that we may be able to tap into. Uh, you know, some potentially exciting things on on the horizon. Um, but Led I, Zeppelin reunion. Led Zeppelin reunion Tough is nice. I I didn't want to say it. Oh, here, sorry, but sorry. Uh, um, no, but you know, just you know, some some cool things. Um, Nick made me aware that the place that we're probably going to be broadcasting on Friday is um, they actually host a comedy night that evening. Oh. And uh, so I think we may have uh, one of those comedians on. <laughs> would be right if Todd Glass is the performance. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, what is he doing yeah. in London? <laughs> we came over here to see English people. That's my, that's my Todd yeah, Glass right. yelling off the microphone. But seriously, impression. my mother really loves spotted dicks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Uh, no, but what's funny is that the the gentleman's name that I was looking to get on his name is Andrew Bird. So I I, I wanted to do a little bit of research on on this guy Andrew Bird. Okay. Um. So you know I pull up some Twitter and and there's there's Andrew Bird with a little blue check mark next to him. So I I click on him and and I discover he's actually a musician as well. So I'm starting to listen to his music. I'm like I like this guy. Yes, let's get this Andrew Bird guy on our show. As it turns out, that's not the Andrew Bird. Wrong Andrew Bird. <laughs> he passed Andrew. away years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why, uh, why did you call? Anyhow, we're going to be heading there. We'll be there uh, broadcasting live in uh, in two weeks. So if you know anything uh, that should be interesting for us, let us know. I mean, I, I, you guys need – we don't need sites to see tips or anything like no, that. We, no, we have some of that covered as far as t- tourism things and things. Yeah, cause our, first, our first broadcast uh, day is going to be – we're going to be along historical, very historical sites. And I know we're, we're dipping into that. Uh, I'd be interested in finding out about, you know, uh, MI6 and and Bond-related things. And, you know, though Ian Fleming lived most of his life in Jamaica, I mean, it's it's cool stuff. You know what we may not consider what they might do in England is... Oh, they might have Listen. some fall activities. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> fall activities. Here, 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 here. These are the endeavors you shall undertake during autumn. <laughs> Not fall activities, uh, but just as good. Shopping. Uh, I will be going on a shopping tour. Oh, really? Pleasure. You're going to Harrods. So you have to see some of the... Uh, yeah, some of the, oh, the shopping places. By yeah. the way, you, Claire and I went there um, into the famous uh, department store. And up, up to uh, the second floor, I believe, they have um, what they call hot chocolate. <laughs> what is yeah. actually um, molten dark chocolate wonderfulness. It really? Just ama- like, so it's not just chocolate powder? It is, and, it uh... is in no way a drink. Okay. It, but it is, it is um, incredibly... Uh, rich chocolate, uh, and and but if you see it, it's not like hey, I'm walking around with a mug it. of this. Yeah. No, 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 it's a dessert. Well, okay. there's a number of yeah, there are a number of places there, and uh, I, I I've been in London before, and I visited a few of them, so I'm gonna try to hit up the other ones that excellent I didn't, uh, that I didn't make it to the first time. Well, I'm interested to talk to you, Kath, because I actually thought about maybe before the show on Friday because we we land, and I don't know how much time I'm gonna have, but. I I was thinking about maybe visiting a haberdasher or something along those lines because I didn't want to look like a stereotypical American. I wanted to see if I could dress. We're have a large bowler and a monocle. And a- <laughs> 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 I don't think you're going to have that. <laughs> 
I come looking like Sherlock hey, go, to the, go to the Eagles game? Yeah. Go to the Eagles well, game dressed nice. like this. Oh, yes, yeah. I have my super large magnifying glass to yeah. see what this is. I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. Uh, but Fish my, and chips, don't you know? My cousin is making her own fascinator for the Eagles game, Kathy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure I if that was something. I don't know what that is. You know, the, the hat, crazy hats the that all the ladies wear at the, bro- it's <laughs> at the royal fascinator? At the royal weddings, yeah. Didn't know well, that, okay. Well, yeah, okay. What? No, no, no. Isn't the fascinator like the one that sits on the head, like as opposed to the hat? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's making I'm, one. I'm wearing mesh shorts for like the third of, day in okay. a row. So you're gonna go. You're gonna do a shopping tour. All right. When you went there one last, day. did one you go day. to? Did you go to Camden Market? It's kind of like the the real alt uh, shopping area. Welcome it's, to no. Target Piccadilly no. Circus. <laughs> no, it I did looks, not go there. It looks cool. That's where I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah, the, the irony of London is that there, uh, both Camden and Kensington are very nice. Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and anyway, uh, so let us know if there's something that we, uh, somebody we should get in touch with while we're there. Feel free to get in touch. We just don't us. want a replay of years ago. We went to, uh, we broadcast from the, uh, the Sky Lounge at, uh, the, actually on the, the Gravity Bar. Gravity Bar, that's right. Yeah. At, at Guinness. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the heart of <laughs> Ireland. Yeah, there's right in the one, middle of Dublin. Biggest city in the country. Not one Irish person not in the place. one single Irish person. <laughs> a bartender was from Madrid. Even working there. Yeah. And... However, that place is pretty darn cool. Oh, it's it is really cool. cool. It's uh, great. Uh, however, if you're over there for a taste of Ireland. <laughs> ah, where are you from? <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, it didn't even con- uh, dawn on us that everyone there would be tourists. Yes. Uh, not locals. So. Yeah, but we want real local flavor as yeah. opposed to... So. People like, and not mind you, we're going to have a, a number of Philadelphians there as well. Yeah. So many people are heading over. Yeah, we're going to have a damn good time. All right, we need to do today's lesson question. And, uh, we are going to give away a four-pack of Franklin Institute tickets because they have Viking uh, Vikings Beyond the Legend now open. Question I have for you this morning, What's who's our new favorite raccoon? <laughs> we just met him today, 215-263-WMMR. What is the name of our favorite raccoon, our new raccoon name? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Fuel up this fall at Dunkin' with $2 any size iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious flavors like maple pecan or pumpkin. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on this morning, Kathy? Steve. I was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing? I have to do trash now? I can't do that. Isn't that funny? I'm thrown off because we did traffic (laughs) in this break and I'm not used to it. Steve, what's going on? I'll I'll take this one. All right. Farrah Abraham revealing in a recent interview that she despises her teen mom OG replacement Bristol Palin. Abraham says it's not a case of her being a tight ass, mainly because the muscles that control her ass were long ago rendered useless by relentless butt porn. Oh. <gasps> Megan Markle's estranged half-sister Samantha Markle says that despite showing up unannounced to Kensington Palace in a failed attempt to meet with Megan, she felt her trip to London was a success. Samantha says regardless of everything, she did get to meet a cousin of the guy who played Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty cool. And finally, Lenny Dykstra has been indicted by a grand jury in Union City, New Jersey, for possession of cocaine, possession of meth, and making terroristic threats after an altercation with an Uber driver last May. 
Dykstra vehemently denies the allegations and says that when the facts come out, he'll be curious to see what happened. Yeah. That's your Hollywood track. All righty, we shall see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, what is our favorite new raccoon name? And I will go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, how are you? We're great. Christine, who's our favorite new raccoon, please? Snickers. 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 You got it, Christine. Hang on a second. We are going to give you a four-pack of Franklin Institute tickets journey back to Scandinavia in the Viking Age. Vikings Beyond the Legend is now open at the Franklin Institute. For tickets, you can visit fi.edu. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning music news brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Fuel up this fall at Dunkin' with $2 any size iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. You can try any of Dunkin's delicious flavors like maple pecan or pumpkin. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offered. Don't have a whole hell of a lot for you in music news this morning, but I do have one or two stories that I'll pass along. Uh, Hailstorm has unveiled a spooky video for the sexually charged single called Do Not Disturb. Ooh. The clip starts out with a young couple who get caught in, get caught in a storm and find their way to a creepy old inn where Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale acts as hostess. Uh, she kind of looks vampish. Um, she also attempts to seduce the couple while the rest of the staff, played by the other band members, work on ways to kill them. Hale told Revolver about the song's sex-drenched lyrics. She said, it's based on a true story. I had a lot of fun with a man and a woman a few years ago on this amazing tour overseas. It was one of these situations where I was going to another country the next day, and I was never going to see this woman again, so it was just this freeing moment. Anything goes. The first lyric of the song is, I think we should make out. Wow. And she said, that comes from my icebreaker that she used in this real-life situation. So that's mm. pretty awesome. She uh, looks good in the video. Yeah, she looks really cool. Uh, and and the lyrics are, it's literally about, hey, I'm leaving in a few hours, so why don't we just... do it? Let's dead. And dead. I dead hard. Dead on my face. <laughs> dead. <laughs> you, we had eye contact know, when yeah, you said that. Dead. Yeah, dead on my face. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Scary way on my face. She added that she grew up listening to a lot of rock music that was about sex, explaining, I am also proud to come from a position of power when it comes to sex because that is a part of my life and a part of many women's lives. I mean, we think about it just as much, if not more, as guys do. Uh, this is my Do Not Disturb. Is taken from Hailstorm's fourth studio LP, Vicious, which came out in July. I love all this Halloween stuff. I even love the uh, the Phil, the uh, the lottery ticket, haunted house. Uh, you've seen that commercial airs all the time. Oh, is it scary? It's good. No, not in, in the slightest. But they go into the haunted house, and the Wolfman tells them how they can win. It's brilliant. Nice. All right, and then uh, just one other story, and uh, this has to do with Fleetwood Mac. Lindsey Buckingham has finally revealed the backstory that resulted in him being fired from the band. Both Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac are currently on tours, respectively. He's pissed off. Yeah, Lindsay said, well, he said he got kicked out. Uh, He had just uh, released the triple-disc compilation solo anthology, The Best of Lindsay Buckingham, and he shed light on how he was canned by the band. He explained to Rolling Stone that following Fleetwood Mac's Music Cares tribute earlier this year, he received a call 
from Mac manager and music industry tycoon Ir- Irving Izoff. I'm sorry, Irving Azoff, uh, who told him, um, Stevie, he said, Stevie never wants to be on stage with you again. What? And Buckingham said that he was taken by surprise, and he explained that things ran smoothly between the band members prior to the annual event, which salutes musicians' charitable works. He said, we rehearsed for two days, and everything was great, and we were getting along great. According to the report, on the phone, he said Azov had a list of things that, as Buckingham puts it, Stevie took issue with that evening, including the guitarist's outburst just before the band's set uh, over the intro music, uh, the studio recording of uh, Stevie's Rhiannon, and the way he apparently had smirked during Nick's thank you speech. So he concedes the first point. He said it wasn't about it being Rhiannon. He said it's just undetermined. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He said it just undermined the impact of our entrance. That's me being very specific about the right and wrong way to do something. I have a feeling here in this deal, and having heard stories about Lindsey Buckingham over the years and being a little bit difficult, yeah. that that's probably the case. Probably. And yeah. uh, they just got sick of it. So he didn't like that song right. as part of their intro, and they didn't like the fact that he didn't like that song, or Stevie didn't. Steve, uh, I know you love the dance as much as I do. Love it. They put it out in 96 or 97. Yeah. It was a live recording. And there's a there's a part where Lindsay's telling a story, and Christy McVie, uh, Christy McVie speaks up in the background. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't interrupt him, but just brings up a point. Yeah. And he kind of like snidely shuts her down in the middle of it. Really? And I think yeah. that's, I think you're right. I think that's indicative of sort of the way he is. I think Lindsay Buckingham is Lindsey Buckingham's biggest fan. Yeah, and he it sort of sounds like... And uh, he's talented. He's great. I There's love no choice about it. No, I'm a huge sure fan, and, and I love him in that band, too. He's such an, an amazing guitar player. But in that moment, it sounds like, uh, Christy, I have the microphone. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk right now. Hey, you can shut up! <laughs> Seriously, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Different things. It is actually when we were on the test. Shut up! Oh, God damn it, do you ever shut up, you banshee! I, I think it's just I made a point. I had issues. <laughs> oh, God! Seriously! Nick Keller! Stab her with the drumstick! Whore! I don't want to hurt her. I like her, I and like I don't her. like you. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is she in the band right now? Or is she out again? Christy McVie is, yes. Yes. Uh, I believe so. They they got back together. She was now. replaced she, by Lindsay Buckingham. Well, she, <laughs> I, 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 for a while, she would show up and do a show or two yeah. here and there, but wasn't doing the full tour. And Cheryl Crow was doing it for a stretch. She, yeah. uh, they, she filled in the Christy McVie role. Yeah. Uh, as for smirking... Uh, he said, the irony is that we have this standing joke that Stevie, when she talks, goes on a long time. I may or may not have smirked. But I looked over, and Christine and Mick were doing the waltz behind her as a joke, you know, that she was dragging yeah, yeah, on yeah. too long. So he said that that kind of, you know, set her, set her off. So uh, maybe <laughs> him screaming for her to shut up and help at all. Right now. No, but after the phone call, Buckingham uh, with uh, Irving Azoff, uh, who had presumed that it was Nick's that was quitting the band. Yeah. So the way that the the phone call sounded, he he wasn't sure if he was out of the band or not because all he said was, she doesn't want to be on stage with you ever again. Uh, He sent an email to Mick Fleetwood outlining outlining how the band uh, could proceed with... I'm sorry. Let me start again. What do you say? (laughs) The hell happened? (laughs) After the phone call, Buckingham... 
who had presumed that it was Nick's that was quitting the band, sent an email to Mick Fleetwood outlining how the band could proceed without her and got no reply. He called Irving and said, this feels funny. Is Stevie leaving the band or am I getting kicked out? And Azov told the guitarist that he was getting ousted and that uh, Nick's gave the rest of the band an ultimatum, ultimatum, either you go or she's going to go. Wow. And, and so honestly, they, they, they can't do it can't without Stevie Nicks. Yeah, she's she's integral to too many of their yeah. big, big hits. And, and, that, and Lindsey Buckingham, is, it's just sad yeah. because that's, um, I can see him, though, being um, uh, a little cantankerous and, and hard to work with. And that's been the longstanding story on him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame, though. But I, from what they, so they, they have a couple of the uh, old heartbreakers replacing him, right? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. A, from Tom Petty's Mike, band, Mike Campbell. Yeah, is okay. the I think the lead guitarist right now. Uh, so he went on to say, "Am I heartbreaking about heartbroken about not doing another tour with Fleetwood Mac? No, uh, because I can see that there are many other areas to look into. The one thing that does bother me and breaks my heart is we spent forty three years always finding a way to rise above our personal differences and our difficulties to pursue and articulate a higher truth. This is our legacy. This is what the songs are about. This is not the way you end something like this. And I'll guarantee you that's it. Yeah. They're, they're of an age now where it's like, you know what? I don't need this crap. Uh, we, yeah, this yeah. is we're done. Uh, regarding a reunion with uh, those former bandmates, Buckingham said, it's not my place or intent to open that door. I've done my best to reach out to them. I've not technically closed the book on anything, nor would I, but I am not planning... Uh, that anything will change from what it is now. So that's probably it for that. Sounds very promising. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's it. That's all I have in uh, music news for you this morning. Boy, they this are song great band, though, man. is used so perfectly in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, which part is that? I don't remember. This is uh, at, towards the end with uh, Star-Lord and his father. And, yeah, they're uh, in the middle of the battle. They're in the middle of the battle. You think, like, Star-Lord's about to die. I can't tell you if he dies or not because I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, take a guess. But take a guess. It rallies the troops. They all come yep. together as a team with this song and playing in the background. Because so if you don't love me now, you should be in the band. That's what I have there. in music news for you this morning. All right, let's take a break. Uh, I should give something away. I should have yeah. been giving things away all morning. What about some brewskis? I'm going to give away. <laughs> <laughs> They're grody to the max. Grody, grody right, to the max. max. To quote uh, Steve earlier this morning, if we're going to go to Brewski's. Uh, I want to make bank, bro. You know what we used to call them? We used to call them yees. Uh, I thought you called them, you didn't call them beezers. We call them bezos. Bezos. Bezos are the Bezos things. Bezos are yeah, so the, 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 uh, the clump of matter that forms in a stomach. Yeah, from hairs or yes, something yeah, like that. Yeah. No, we used to call them yees, which is short for yeebaz. Yeebaz, bezos, <laughs> bruise. Brisket. Bro, I have no. This is dude. That's not beer. That's not beer. No, that's the first. That's the purge. first purge. Where's the beer? Where's the beer? <laughs> hey, crack oh open God. a case of the first purge. I'll take color eighteen. Uh, no, I can go I, for a nice I, cold. The purge. I will give you a case <laughs> of Yards Rival IPA. Oh, now you're talking. Color eighteen two one five two six three WMMR. There's no bigger rivalry in football than between Philly and our northern neighbors in New York. So be sure to have plenty of Yards Rival IPA on hand for Thursday night tonight's game. You can pick it up at the Fainting Goat Bar and Restaurant in Glenold and two one five two six three. WMMR is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Pierre Robert and more when we return. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
93.3 WNMR. Everything that rocks. What a beautiful song. That's a beautiful song, and I'm going to send it out to a beautiful couple. Oh. Celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary today, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Casey and Diane oh. Foster. Hey. Happy anniversary. You thought we were going to forget, didn't you? No, I didn't. I actually, I thought you were going to wish me a happy anniversary. It's the 12th anniversary of uh, when we had Trey Anastasio in studio. <laughs> that <laughs> happened on your wedding anniversary? Uh, apparently it did. I looked okay. over and I saw a, a, a text that had come over. I was like, wow, that was, I mean, my wife shares a birthday with Trey Anastasio and then he comes in on my third wedding anniversary. There's all sorts of symmetry. Yeah, but this. if you guys recall, Preston was the one who did the announcements for the uh, for the wedding. He brought uh, the whole mm-hmm. wedding party in. I do remember, I, I remember that. It was, a, it was actually, a, it was a lovely wedding yeah mm-hmm. uh it was a good time it was a, an overcast was had by day. All. a good time yes it was had by all um, you guys yeah. uh and and i believe the song was we go together from uh greece right uh and you when, came out into the hand drive and everything yeah so we came out everybody was coming out to a believe it or not i played a fish song uh fish hmm. does a, a really really cool uh oh, funky version of 2001, 2001. yeah and that's, that's right. what brought everybody out and then when you announced that. us as the uh you know for the first time ever then we came out we go together like blah, blah, blah. and we did the little that was fun shotgun thing and yeah uh and then uh <laughs> and then what did we do we did duke's hazard and then the golden team and the Golden Girls. Yeah. There you go. I wouldn't have doubted that. Yeah. Uh, did Alf have a, a theme song? Yes, uh, but no words. It just yeah. went... Probably wouldn't have been as good. No. Uh, well, cool. Well, happy anniversary, man. Thank you. I uh, hope you guys have a, a lovely day today. Uh, and it has been a lovely day all day long here on the President Steve Show. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to Gary Goldman. Yay! Gary uh, hasn't been in town in a little while. He admitted that, and he said that he has a huge, uh, wonderful group of people that love him here, and he's excited so much so that they're going to do three shows on Saturday. That's excellent. There's one tonight, two tomorrow, and then three on Saturday. And one of those Saturday shows is sold out, I believe, the 7.30 show. So if you're interested, you'll want to uh, check out heliumcomedy.com, get some tickets, go see Gary. He's a good guy. He's just a nice guy. He is. He's very, very very funny. And uh, speaking of a good guy, our good friend, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Was here this morning uh, to talk about Shamoween 2018. It's October 27th. It's in a secret location. Yeah, and it is a cool party. It's a, if you think you've been to a cool Halloween, you know, costume party, go to this one and try it out because there's performers and music and and uh, great food, really cool costumes. A lot of celebrities end up coming by that you didn't realize would be there. And it's a great cause for the M. Night Shyamalan Foundation, which is, targets very specific people. They they go through and uh, there's, a, as he said, a vetting process of who they're going to send the money to. And they specifically pick individuals who are doing great things. Yeah, they're not just throwing it yeah. at a yeah, charity and running away. They're they're remaining proactive. I, I love the whole idea. And it there you can't argue with the results. Yep. And so you can get tickets and information. Uh, all the available info is right there at PrestonAndSteve.com. And it'll take you directly to the link to get the tickets. And there's... There's VIP packages. You can get a, a you know a, spit, a private booth and you yeah. can hang out with them, uh, the Shyamalans, before the uh, the actual party starts and everything. There's a lot of different options, so it's a cool event and uh, it's one that we'll, we're, we're unfortunately going to miss this year because we're going to be in London. Steve's going to hang on to it. It's a timeless costume, Steve. It is. It Your is. Rocketeer costume will still be good next year. You need to understand, though. I even found the leather jacket. Damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyhow, thanks to M. Night Shyamalan for coming by. Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, sir? 
I remember The Rocketeer. It was a fun one-off kind of movie. It was great. Yeah. Actually, the guy who directed that movie went on to direct uh, the Ca- Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, really? Uh, and same sort of period piece sort of thing. It's just nostalgia. It's wonderful. And we actually had Billy Campbell, who played the Rocketeer, come by, and he autographed my Blu-ray. Really? That's These awesome. These are the moments I remember. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. The moments we remember. And we'll have more of them on this very program today. <laughs> so but first... Let's do that letter. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... O as in opportunity. All right. We are going to have your opportunity to get four tickets to see Kid Rock at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, October 19th, plus four food vouchers and two rooms for the night. And uh, Kid Rock's going to be at the Hard Rock at October 19th and 20th. And you can book your stay... And don't miss out on Kid Rock's epic heart-pounding show tickets at uh, Ticketmaster.com. By the way, I'm sure you got a few things planned for today, man. You want to talk about that? Yeah, it will be epic and heart-pounding. Uh, I will have a um, couple of uh, cool things, <laughs> like uh, at 11 a.m., more birthday bucks. And at 1 p.m., I will have more birthday bucks, another opportunity, two more on this program to win 1000 bucks. My heart's already pounding. Uh, it's epic. Yeah. And uh, also, it's sick. And a couple pair of passes for uh, Pierre Presents, The Rival Sons, uh, coming up in a few weeks at the Ardmore Music Hall. I also have the March to Metallica tickets. Every day, uh, as we get close to Metallica, uh, for the 50 days leading up, one uh, show a day has some goodies. Yeah. Uh, You guys have had it. We've all had it. And uh, so mine today is Death Magnetic and Hardwired, those CDs, and a pair of tickets to the show, uh, which is cool. We'll have a blog. Of the Goo Goo Dolls today because they're at the Fillmore tomorrow. We'll have a block of Sammy Hagar today. His birthday is Saturday. And so we'll celebrate today, the day after we celebrated David Lee Roth. So another taste of Van Halen. And uh, we'll get into a workforce block of Tool. Perfect for this weather today. Cool. Case? I wanted to thank uh, Doug Benson for having me out to his uh, podcast last night. Doug loves movies. Uh, he and, uh, so we never revealed on the no, show yesterday not. who which show member was going to be on last night, and uh, so I was there. Uh, had a lot of fun with uh, him and Trey and Tom. Was it packed? Uh, it was packed, and I'll tell you what: the Preston and Steve show was represented very, very well in in last night's um, oh. uh, podcast. In fact, I. I said, uh, "Hey, I just want to see, you know, how, how many, you know, President Steve show uh, fans are out are out there." And I got a call and response, and Doug's like, "Oh man, that's never a good idea." But I did it anyway, and I did the "Hey bitches" thing, yeah, and the place erupted. That's uh, great. So that was really, really great. That um, is taking a chance. It is, t- and I didn't realize it until yeah. I had done it. I was yeah. like, "Oh man, I yeah. hope this goes well." Hey, President <laughs> Steve fans out there, yeah. <laughs> Woo, Woo. Hey. I like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Preston? You <laughs> <laughs> um, but I ended up playing for a gentleman named Andrew, uh, and so they all make yep. name tags. Yes, elaborate name tags. And Preston and Steve, your faces were on his name tags. So I'm like, oh, I. No way. And there were Kit Kats uh, taped to it as well. Love it. So, so it was I like two. Yeah, I ate, well, I ate them. Um, <laughs> they were for you. Uh, so I ended up picking Andrew to be my, my teammate for uh, the thing. And um, so I can't reveal who won last night. You're going to have right. to uh, download the podcast oh, yeah. today I, at noon. I made the mistake of, of tweeting the day after. <laughs> hey, I won the Leonard Moulton game last night. And people got back like, you douchebag. Yeah. You got to wait till the podcast comes out. Yeah, so I will not reveal All who right. won. All right. Cool. 
Uh, Kathy has her hand raised. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, remind you that there's a, a sneak peek of the calendar shoot on our website, PrestonandSteve.com, and I wanted to thank Panera Bread uh, for supplying breakfast to the crew uh, all three mornings and guppies for, for uh, supplying lunch and the bachelor party that was uh, in the apartment. <laughs> it's, Pierre, it's been, it's for the past uh, three days, It's uh, it's been underway at a wow. secret location known okay. only to Kathy, the calendar girls, the production team, and uh, the bachelor party. And the bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, and, and seeing we we were able to meet uh, you know the, the the ladies who are all phenomenal and uh, it's going along it looks what we're seeing looks phenomenal we we learned a while ago it's best to get out of their way and just let them do what they do yep. cool do we have a, a party date or release oh or we're going to announce it's yeah, coming not, up uh, we'll wait till all the everything is covered and then we'll we'll release that date right. uh, coming up so it is written and so it shall be done uh, Marissa Magnata is out and about tonight it's going to be a big one this evening Marissa I am we're bringing that Bud Light Philly Philly tour to Misconduct Tavern on JFK 18 the JFK I will be there from 7 to 9 um, and then probably after staying and watching the game um, have some friends coming out so come on out there's Bud Light specials we made these really cool Philly Philly t-shirts that you can get for free uh, if you come out there and we have a photo booth um, and we're giving away Eagles tickets. So I think we said yesterday that they are Eagles Cowboys tickets, yep. which is a Sunday night game which will be incredible. So come on out to Misconduct tonight, 7 to 9, to win those tickets. Outstanding. Thank you very much Marissa. Let's see. Thanking our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenix. Filled with everything you need for the great outdoors. French Creek Outfitters Dot com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Tomorrow on our program in our studio, Paul Stanley. How about that? Wow. Kiss is going to be stopping wow. by. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. He has uh, an art thing in. He in does. Memory. Yeah, he'll be promoting that. Uh, Jeannie Francis will be in our studio. The great Jeannie Francis from General Hospital. Yeah, she Are you kidding? Laura yeah, Luke and Laura. Of Luke and Laura. Are you kidding? This is uh, Laura? Yeah. yeah. I this is William Riker. Buddy goes on President Steve. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. What were you Jonathan, if Star Trek, Jonathan. And Frakes, the next generation, that's his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So she will be in tomorrow. We'll also have comedians Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo stopping by. So it's going to be a nice way to end the week with us. Just jam that entertainment in there. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Listen, I'm not sure where you lived before, but here in Belmont Hills, you put the dog on the leash, you pick up its and you take it home with you. You don't open your door and let it run around. First time I step in in my own backyard, I'm going right after you. Next message. Guys, you are so funny. That snort door thing. I was literally having convulsions, laughing to it. I got reprimanded at work, but after I showed everybody, I made the whole office laugh. You guys are hysterical. Keep doing you. Love you guys. Next message. To the guy bitching about licking your fingers before you get the money and you got sick because of that, dude, have you ever been to a strip club? Jesus Christ. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.